Good evening, everyone. I'm Laura, and I'll be your keeper of the arcane for tonight. We're doing something a little bit different here at Wyverns and Weirdos. So first up, if you haven't seen it before, uh, we ran a Call of Cthulhu one-shot called The Lightless Beacon, which you can check out on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or on YouTube. Um, for YouTube, just look for Wyverns and Weirdos on YouTube and um, on our main page you can scroll to the bottom and check out the one shots playlist uh, you don't need to have watched the lightless beacon before watching this story but if you enjoyed this you might like that one too and also see a few familiar places and characters and faces who knows we'll see <laughs> we're using the call of cthulhu system tonight for this adventure this is a system based off the cosmic horror and otherworldly entities first created by hp lovecraft um while it's common knowledge today that lovecraft's views especially on race were very distasteful even for the time he was around um a lot of call of cthulhu rpg these days um, and surrounded media acknowledge that the unpleasant origins and strive for a better approach and more inclusive setting for everyone um, basically, it keeps the horror and tries to avoid the more real-life yikes stuff. Um, most games recommend operating in kind of an idealized vintage time frame where race and sex and gender and all the other stuff doesn't carry with it the ignorant views of the time. That said, like there are certain... Um, books that also deal with talking like tackling these subjects especially race um great books like uh chaosium not sponsored uh prince harlem unbound which is a call of cthulhu um setting and um a guidebook as well um that specifically covers race and how to handle it sensitively at your table it even has like three levels of what you're comfortable with and it pretty much is like you need to really communicate with your players. So just as a little aside, because of Lovecraft, there's some cool cosmic horror. He just It's always worth acknowledging the not great um, stuff that it comes from. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, so Call of Cthulhu is a tabletop role-playing system, which unlike D&D has a much lighter focus on combat at its core um, and a heavier regard to role-play investigations. So while not always ordinary um investigators are not mighty warrior elves or powerful sorcerers usually uh they're just average humans put into extraordinary situations um sometimes you'll see um i'll explain some more rules as we go along but uh for now the most you want to know is that the most skill checks are done with a d100 um so a d10 100 and unlike DD, you kind of want to roll the lowest instead of the highest so let's say for example you have a spot hidden skill check which is a little bit like investigation um in DD, um which you're using to investigate say like a crime scene or search a crumbling crypt um your score on your character sheet could be a 35 for example which is okay but not superhuman um so with the D100 system, to succeed easily, you want to roll under that 35. So a 35, meaning it or higher, is a fail, basically. Um, now, some things, uh, which we'll go into if it comes up, need harder successes to achieve what you want. So the number might be harder to pass. We'll talk more on that later if we have to. Um, but it's usually basically in Call of Cthulhu stuff like regular pass a hard like a hard pass and then like an extreme like success you need to like get basically i think it's a fourth i'll double check that when if we come to it um 
of your score you have to get below which for some people could be impossible uh, another thing to mention as well with skills um everyone playing tonight will have a luck score on their character sheet um so this is a skill that can be depleted so if you roll and get a bad result you can add some or even all of your luck points to the roll to maybe make it success or maybe just not make it a critical failure um which again in a d100 system is like a hundred um so once you use those points though you need to deduct them from your luck points pools so it's a matter of luck to see if you don't get called for a straight luck roll later um uh oh yeah one last mention on skills uh call of cthulhu pre-written adventures we're playing one tonight we'll have some necessary skill checks uh but otherwise if you want to find out more information much like in D, &D i'll need you all to say what skill you're angling to use um and how you're using it um so whether you succeed or fail is up to the dice of course and maybe a bit of luck um but at so like um, at any time also, except during combat, you can try to push a roll you failed. So this is like one last try with grave consequences as we fail again. So using a really obvious thing like um, uh, say you're, the floor crumbles beneath you and um, you fail your check not to fall. You can then push and say you want to say use your strength to grab onto the ledge and haul yourself up. If you succeed, great, you'll do that. Um, the it will be a harder. Generally, push pushes will be harder, like a harder DC or pass point. Um, but yeah, you know, you might succeed and you might live probably. But um, if you fail, though, and I will tell you, um, you might fall even harder, adding more damage dice to your fall, and there you will most certainly meet a sticky end or a squishy one. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, there's lots of extra rules to Call of Cthulhu, some of which tonight I'll be using more lightly. Um, so if you like the flavor of this game, please don't take this as a tutorial on how to play. Um, go check out the KSM website, um, not sponsored again. Uh, download some of the free quick start guides um, and then go from there. But I hope you enjoy this and it sparks a curiosity for the unknown that begins your own journey into the abyss. Uh, so yeah, well that's been enough of the intro, um, now on to our adventure of the night. So tonight we're playing an adventure from Doors to Darkness, um, which is sort of a short adventure compilation for beginner keepers. Um, the adventure we're playing is called None More Black, uh, uh, which is um, published again published by Chaosium. They basically do all the cool Cthulhu RPG stuff. Um, so it's set in 1927 in Arkham, Massachusetts, and begins in the Miskatonic University. Um, so um, a the investigation into what's happened to a university student, a young, bright second year student named Walter Resnick, uh, will potentially lead our investigators into unsavory neighborhoods and dark business dealings. Now, um, one last thing before we start, I'd like you uh, listeners to quickly pause the video or podcast and check the description for our content warning list. If this isn't for you, that's okay. Um, I'd instead recommend checking out our main fantasy D&D campaign, which is a more comedic, still quite dramatic focused adventure dealing with corruption, fantastical creatures, and maybe a little inter-party conflict, drama, and even romance in a homebrew D&D setting. Or our Journey Home collection, where we follow core D&D adventures across planes with a bit more of a gothic horror bent in our first adventure you'll see um both of these can be found on our main youtube page in handy little playlists uh main campaign and journey home or on podbean spotify or itunes um 
anyway, for those ready, um, let's begin. <laughs> um, so, our tale first brings us to the office of one Professor Eldon, though it is a newer office than of the past. So, it has been almost a year since that fateful day you decided to board a luxury ship in your homeland of England, which wrecked on a strange island, and you, always interested in the mythological and unusual, had perhaps one of the most unusual incidents of your life so far occur. An encounter with strange creatures and an abandoned lighthouse, which you and the ragtag group of people, investigators from all walks of life that washed ashore with you managed to fend off with varying levels of success but most importantly you were all rescued and escaped with your lives at least since then you settled back more or less to your academic life in oxford except with perhaps an even more acute interest for the world beyond a few months ago, you made the long journey from your homeland to the Americas, an invite via an academic peer of yours named Professor Ferdinand C. Ashley, a slightly younger peer than yourself, who you have written in the past discussing regional folklore and history, and are in good stead with. Professor Ashley arranged for your residency in a city named Arkham in Massachusetts, where you hold a temporary position at as a professor in residence and lecturer of folklore and mythology along with your peers at the Miskatonic University. A university of some renown even across the waters, though mostly in your circles, it tends to turn over a higher degree of academic papers in the unusual than anywhere else. Now, uh, Darby, would you like to describe your character's appearance and a little bit about him briefly to any listeners who haven't joined us before? There's probably not much that's changed in Peter's uh look since last time so he's, he's at this point he's about he's 39 years old now um so pushing pushing 40 so not 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 particularly young but not overly old either um short uh dark hair um fair skin um wears a pair of glasses and um and he's not as formally dressed as he was was on uh, on that fateful voyage to, that uh, crashed uh, crashed upon the island. Um, he he now is kind of in more what you would expect as sort of professorial garb, day to day garb. So uh, kind of pale blue shirt, uh, a fairly what contemporary 1920s uh, checkered um, check pattern tie and a tweed jacket. Um, yeah, uh, that I believe that covers. The Excellent. Difference. Yeah, and um, yeah. so you're in a um, you're a professor of residence, so you'd have a yeah. decently sized office. Um, do you think there'd be any certain how how would you picture his office to be? Um, again, he's been here for a couple of months, so yeah, uh, yeah. so getting it, used to his American peers. <laughs> so he'd he'd probably have um a fairly well uh, furnished bookcase um in the corner as well as quite a high pile of um, books at any one time on his desk. Uh, he... If you were to look through the spines, there's a lot of stuff 
at the moment, particularly on um, things like fairy tales and folklore, but also um, mythology of um, America and like of, of the Americas. Um, so both modern sort of modern mythology and uh, the ancient mythologies of um, of Native Americans and and Aztecs and other uh, more ancient peoples. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Um, and so um, it's a fairly, um, it's sort of probably around lunchtime, I imagine, at this point. You may have had a lecture in the morning, you might not have. Um, things are sort of heading towards the end of uh, the semester, so some classes are starting to wind up. You've been doing lectures every now and then. Um, and um, But yeah, it, it seems like a pretty pretty average afternoon. Um, uh, and you're probably, well, what would you be doing at your lunch break? Uh, having a relax or <laughs> extra uh, work? Doing a sandwich? Relax, <laughs> probably relaxing while pouring through um, one of his books. Excellent. So in that state of engrossed in your book, starting to relax, you hear a knock on the door. Uh, good morning, Professor. How are you? I am sufficiently well. This, of course, is someone that uh, Professor, uh, Professor Peter Elden is uh, at least a little familiar with, uh, given she works on the campus at the Miskatonic University Library and has a pretty memorable face and an even more memorable personality. Um, so, Zoe, would you like to briefly describe Bella for us and tell us a little about her? I absolutely would like to describe Miss Belladonna Virtue to you all. As stated, Belladonna is a very memorable person since she is maybe the most attractive person on this campus, both in that she is very, she was very clearly born genetically blessed, but also appears to be the kind of person who puts so much effort into their appearance that it sort of is its own kind of performance art, uh, the way she looks. It is to the minute up to date with the trends. Um, she would have started working at the university library. Um, she's got fair skin, pitch black hair that is always coiffed perfectly. She always has a little curl on the side of her cheek. She has a beauty mark. Um, she's got these big honey brown eyes. She's always fully made up to the nines. Uh, generally she wears, you know, colorful little sweaters with little uh, collars and she always wears a double string of pearls she is never seen without them uh, one of the other things uh, she would often be seen with is a large she wears a lot of jewelry she wears a lot of jewelry but there is one specific ring she wears that has these huge sapphires in it that upon seeing it makes you realize that all the rest of her jewels are paste. Everything else she wears is fake except for this one very expensive, very beautiful, what looks to be an engagement ring, but she does not wear it on her ring finger. Um, and also, uh, Professor Eldon would know, as would most people on campus, that Belladonna loves to just stick her nose in every campus scandal because they would also know that she does not particularly enjoy being a librarian. She wants to work in, on the stage and screen. 
but just hasn't found her break yet. So she, she's always adamant that the library is, you know, just a part-time thing until I can make my career hit off. So it would be, it would honestly be a little rare for, for Dr. Eldon to see her around his office, but she's clearly making a real effort to be here when she knocks upon his door. I'm doing perfectly wonderfully, Professor. Uh, are you enjoying that book? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it, it, it deals with the, uh, the, the case of a, um, a, uh, Mwanga, or, or, or Nanda, uh, a felid that seems to be, um, particularly elusive, uh, in a Tanzania been sighting since the late 70s but no one has been able to prove it actually exists yet is this like those fish people you told me you met a year ago because i saw some of those on coney island so i don't know if this is like you know anyway we're getting away from ourselves professor um i actually came here today with a proposition for you and more Question. Maybe you could assist little old me in something. I know you're a lot smarter than me. I just need some help. Ask away. He says pointedly, like closing his book. Well, and she like walks in. She's wearing these long slacks and she's got like the tallest shoes imaginable for the 1920s. And she like sits in the little chair across from him at his desk. And she goes... Well, you see, I've been having a couple of uh, people coming by, um, trying to pick my brain, asking about a student student called a Walter Resnick. You heard of him? I believe I've seen his name on the registers once or twice. Right. Well, apparently he hasn't been going to class for the last couple of days, and a couple of his, you know, little friends have been worried. Uh, but... Every time I go to have a look and see if he's all right, it just seems to be his room is just swarming with people. And uh, there's just always students hanging around. And you know, I'm just a little library girl. I don't want to go sticking my nose amongst all those students. It ain't proper. So I was just figuring you as like a big, strong man. And also, you know, just a real smart fella might be able to help me out and checking out Walter's room and making sure he's okay. You know, the welfare of the student body and all. Am I quite the person for this job? I, I teach mythology and folklore. Well... But, you know, you talk so much about those little fish people you met in that lighthouse and you handled that so well. So maybe, I don't know, you can you can help a gal out. I don't see the relevance unless you're suggesting that he was taken by fish people. 
Well, it would make the papers, wouldn't it? Probably not taken by fish people, but you do, as you're thinking about, like, why has she even come to me about this? You do start to think more, and you do remember Resnick to some degree. Um, He hasn't specifically, you haven't specifically tutored him and lectured him in your classes, um, but um, you do remember him pretty, like, from what you've heard of other professors or lecturers or things like that, he's been a pretty good student, pretty well liked. Um, but you do remember um, discussing with um, some of your compatriots um, the, over the past few weeks, he has been missing classes. And they've mentioned, of course, there have been quite a few students that have been doing that, but his name has cropped up around that. So, but you know, again, you haven't thought much on that because he doesn't, you don't teach him. So, whatever basically um bella i will give you some additional information um that elder doesn't know um so resnick again was a pretty cheery kind of guy probably somewhat on the side of terminally uninteresting compared to the people you tend to hang out with or find useful um but he was really polite and he did enjoy having sometimes you know a bit of friendly banter if you were interested in giving it um most importantly, interestingly for you, you heard he had pretty rich folk back home, uh, halfway across the country or something, but nothing to do with being too famous, so probably not all that exciting. Um, but, you know, a generally a pretty cheerful guy. Um, however, over the span of a few weeks, he seemed to have changed a lot. Um, at first, you know, he, he, he was giddy, even cocksure, he would be he had a bunch of friends um he'd be you know making a lot of noise in the library which he had whichever <laughs> i can't I don't know if Bella would really care particularly um <laughs> but um that was quite brief um and then he didn't shop so much in the library or on campus and you heard some of the girls and guys he used to be great pals with kind of gossiping um that he quickly started to become irritable and dismissive and the few times you do remember having seen him which were again not much over the past few weeks he was quite disheveled and stopped kind of doing like basic grooming tasks and stuff which again not your scene <laughs> um and looked a lot thinner and was quite sunken eyed and ashen skin stuff which is weird but again not unusual among some sorts on campus so just as a little background info for you. <laughs> well, Professor, it's just... Walter had been acting a little funny, you know, a little little strange in the head last couple of weeks, and... Young men do that, Belladonna. Well, it was different. Uh... Look, he... He was just acting some sort of way that I've occasionally seen a few of my friends act, you know, when they ain't feeling so proper. And uh, I know it, it ain't in my nature to care about every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry that walks through that library, but he was a nice kid. And it would just mean so much, Professor, if you could just give me a hand in checking to see if he's okay. Well, I do still have some time left on my break, I believe. Come on, show me where he should be. Fantastic, thank you so much. And she, like, 
scurries up and just stands there waiting for him. Now, it's probably around here that you hear the most almighty kerfuffle outside the door. And if you care to go to the door and look through, there is a very harried looking younger woman who is clearly sort of trying to make herself look a little older than she is. She has short dark hair. Her clothing, she appears to want to try and sort of be in fashion, but she's a little out of date. Just a little. Oh! Oh my goodness! Oh my! Hmm. Uh, and she'll burst in. Oh, you'd never believe it. Some young fellas died on campus. You have a name. All I know is he was oh, some rich young thing. Okay, second question. Do you have a name? Tilly DeRosa. Pleasure. Dr. Peter Eldon, Professor of uh, Folklore and Mythology here. Um, Arcane Keeper, with my habit of uh, sticking my nose where it don't belong, would I know Miss Tilly DeRosa for any reason? Yes, um, she works, uh, she's a newspaper reporter, I believe, specifically. Yes. She is. That's right. Um, and um, you've probably been trying to get attention from her paper quite a lot. Um, but for some reason, they just don't keep like, doing, you know, like the little beauty pages for you. Um, but yeah, you've probably seen Tilly before, or um, if not Tilly specifically, possibly um, some, some of her other, like, fellow reporters or just been trying to kind of hang around trying to get their attention but yeah you've definitely seen her before I don't know if you would know her specifically though um but yes yeah reporter (laughs) probably shouldn't be on campus but you know she's here Bella like immediately stands up straighter and like extends her hand to shake Tilly's and she's like, charmed, I'm sure, I'm Belladonna Virtue. You work for, what paper do you work for again? It slipped my mind. Uh, the Arkham Gazette. The Arkham Gazette, that's right. Uh, now what are you doing here? There's been a murder. I was just wandering past and I overheard some students talking. No more than five minutes ago, I think. The police have been notified and they were getting a doctor to bring it to the body. Although, I do wonder, have either of you heard of the other deaths? Not you. Well, actually, we might get you to roll that. Oh, I'm just trying to think. Um... Hang on, sorry. Uh, we might get you to roll a... What skill we get you to roll for that one? One I'm probably going to be bad at. 
<laughs> it's true. I'm just trying to decide. There are a lot of skills in Call of Cthulhu. Um, this is what I have planned, so I will double check. I think, yeah. Look, we'll do history, but we'll make it a um a harder check. So it's a med- so it's a um, it won't be the number you have. So with your score, it'll have um the main on your, on your character sheet. It'll have the bit the main number. Then it'll have two little ones to the side. You want to get below the top one of those two little ones on the side because yeah. it's a hard to check. I would not have succeeded even if this was an easy. I got 90. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. Didn't interest you. Not related yep. to your, your studies. Who cares? Hmm. How did I you got, go, Bella? I got a 16. Is that under is your... below the 25 I need. Oh, perfect. There we go. So you have heard of these. Um, I will just grab the information. Um, excellent. Uh, yes. Just one tick. My apologies. I should have had this ready. There's just so many notes I have. Um, <laughs> yes. So you've heard gossip. Um, probably what you've heard is that, um, like... There have been two other student deaths over the past couple of months. Um, they kind of, um, it was like a sudden death, but there was no foul play suspected or anything like that. Um, although again, if the same things happen now, that's strange. Um, but yeah, that's probably all you know, is that like, so yeah, there's been two other student deaths on campus. Um, the uh, head of university and stuff like that like you professor eldon like you might have heard like that specifically but like um it's again it was un- it was wasn't just natural causes it hasn't been that much of course concerned like it's been you know people don't want it. that no. said if there's a third case that may potentially be mm. very bad for the university people start might start talking about curses um which of course it won't be that but you know um yeah so you might have heard of like deaths in particular belly you've definitely heard of like um yeah it's it's unusual that's all that's all i'll say all those poor two other students yes over the last couple of months Oh, well, my goodness, do you think this could be the third case? Well, it depends. See, if it appears that he's died of natural causes, there was one other thing that was connecting the two, though. It was very strange. May I ask? I might be able to give you a little preview. Oh, you know, I just have a case of terminal curiosity, don't I, Professor? Yes. They were both noted to have had black tongues. Black tongues? And you you almost see um, Dr. Eldon's, like, expression, like, he's immediately more interested. Black tongues, you say? Hmm. Seems very odd if their uh, deaths were natural, don't yeah. you think? No. Wow. Bella, I would like you to do a spot hidden roll, please. Just a regular check. Thinking back on, on something. That's a two. Oh, that's oh. very good. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> the last time you saw uh, Resnick, um, he, well, when he was talking, which wasn't much, because again, his personality changed quite severely recently, his tongue was completely black. The last time you saw him. Now, um, while we're doing checks, yeah, am I able to do something like like an occult roll or something to see if there's anything that I've read that uh, yeah. that you can. Um, we'll see. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, what you that mean. is that is a success. No matter which way you throw it, uh, that's what a twelve. Ah, uh, twelve. That yeah, is a and twelve. You have quite which... a high occult. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that would succeed even for an extreme. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, Excellent. that's, I believe, an extreme success. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. You have not heard specifically of a black tongue in any of your studies. However, um, you've heard of, you've like read like um, mythology about certain like, um, uh, You've read certain things about, like, you know, particular tribes, particular groups, particular particular religious groups and things like that from across the across the world. Some of them have spoken of, like, um, spells or um, rituals or things that can cause or, like, poisons people can take that can... Um, cause blackening of the skin um, unnaturally or like to some kind of black substance to sort of adhere to like the the hands that touch that or the, the mouth and things like that. Um, so that might be something like that. Not sure. Not conclusive. If you haven't read tongue specifically. Mm. Do we know how far off the police are? Uh, I'm not sure. All I know is it was only just before I came wandering past here that they were notified. Somebody was going off to notify them. I think, Belladonna, that we might need to make a detour towards the um, towards the body before we go off to Resnick's dormitory. This might be slightly more pressing. Oh, absolutely. If a reporter from the paper is involved, then it's definitely the most interesting subject of the day. Uh, Tilly, I know you said before you don't really know uh, Belladonna is going to like loop her arm through Tilly's and start leading as if she knows the way, then realize she doesn't know the way and then stop him with Tilly to start leading. And just wait for Dr. Eldon to follow behind them. <laughs> she is no longer like... She wants him to come, but she he is no longer the most important person in this conversation. Um, and Bella's like, I know you you didn't, you said you uh, don't quite know who the person was, but do you have any information on what they may have looked like? Only I might be able to help. I've seen a couple of, you know, young fellas around here with some black tongues. It's only that I assume they were sucking on those ices, you know? Uh... Would Tilly have any idea of, uh, one, where the body is, and two, the identities of the boys, the other, all the other students? Um, yeah, so, um, 
probably what... I won't make you roll for this one. Um, so probably the rumor that you heard is that it was in, um, like, let's say the B ward. Um, uh, so like the B, like, block on campus. Um, and um, some room on there that was that was locked. It had been locked and had, had been broken into um, by one of the students on campus. Um, yeah. Um, so that's all you. So yeah, the, like the, the B, B block, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I believe it was down in B Block, if you know where that is. Oh, I absolutely do. And Bella starts <laughs> leading the little people train again. And she's like, you know, Professor, it seems like we won't have to do much of a detour at all since the Walter also resides in B Block. What a happy coincidence! Maybe you can go check on Walter while Tilly and I help out with the, uh, with the body, you know, just to help with a. And what do you know about matters of the arcane? Because that may very well be what we're dealing with here. Is this about those fish again? No, but it, it is in a similar field. Fish? Like tarot? I got my tarot read sometimes. Oh, that black magic stuff? Fortune telling is a cheap trick. Oh, now you sound like that Houdini. And you frequently sound as impenetrable as my colleague James Joyce. Oh, here you go talking about authors again. I've told you both. Or if it ain't Selma Todd or her agent, I don't care what names you drop. I always enjoyed the fortune teller out on Coney Island. See? Coney Island! Professor, are you sure you didn't just end up shipwrecked on Coney Island? I'm sure I wasn't on Coney Island. It was off the coast of England, half a world away. Hmm. We're in Massachusetts. Coney Island's half a half a country away, basically. A country is not a world. Well, Much as you Americans seem to think it is. Excellent. It doesn't take too long to get to B Block while this conversation is happening. Um, there's a, a big group of like students, kind of like uh, quite looking quite panicked. Um, uh, and there is like um uh, there's like one like very very young looking like police like officer like constable kind of like standing there trying to like talk to all of them um but doesn't clearly doesn't seem to know what he's talking about um and um it's not very difficult to um to at least it, the doorway um there's a doorway open there is another police officer um kind of standing outside that doorway um kind of just like constantly just like patting his brow he's like a very doughy faced portly kind of man in maybe his 30s um very serious expression but kind of like a wider eyed look that makes him seem permanently a bit out of his depth um he's just like constantly just like patting his forehead <laughs> he looks very sweaty <laughs> um but he's just standing out there waiting um like looking inside um 
and um, that's what you guys see as you kind of approach um, this area. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of buzz going around. Not really any like, um, pro like any other professors or staff around at the moment because again, there's not many on campus right now. Um, most of the students here would be residents of this area. Um, um, and yeah, that's pretty much the scene you see as you approach. Um, yeah. Is, um, it would be past noon by this point, wouldn't it? Past noon, yeah. Uh, afternoon, officer, uh, investigator. I do not know your title, but um, I'm Dr. Peter Eldon. I am a representative of the school. I guess, and is this the um, the one at the front talking to all the students or the one just outside the door? Like, uh, um, the one just outside the, the door awesome. is the one that is I it, would approach. Like, oh, uh, hi, n- n- nice to meet you, sir. I'm Officer Morton. Oh, it's a dreadful business, ain't it? Indeed it is. Now, I've heard rumours, good sir, of um, a strange blackening of the tongue of the, the victim. Like tobacco? Tobacco is typically yellow or brown, not black. Oh. Oh, I should the look like that The rumors I have heard are that the tongue has gone black. Oh, I don't know about that. You could probably ask the doctor. They're looking at, looking at them now. Well, I believe it may be... If it is what I suspect, it may be a little beyond... Um, the scope of a medical doctor um but i would be happy to speak with them if i could oh uh, yeah well um you 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 can well i don't know if you should go in i mean he like looks at um bella until he's like he just takes his half off and like hat off and like tips her especially you ladies shouldn't be wanting to look in on there it's a, it's a dreadful business really a young young fella you know uh but uh, I can I can get the fetch the doctor for you. They 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 might be done by now. I don't know. <laughs> he sweats more. If that if uh, that must be the case, but I would prefer to see the body firsthand. One must be able to observe with one with one's own eyes in order to um, get a clear indication of what the facts at hand are. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, um, he like nervously like just knocks on the um, the door for him. He's like, uh, Doc, there's some people here who want to come in and talk to you. Um, and um, yes. <laughs> um, oh, oh, okay. Um, come on in, I guess. And um, I'm just finishing up now. I know that voice. <laughs> Yes, you certainly do. Um, so, uh, yeah, Professor Eldon, you recognize that voice. And as you step inside, you recognize from uh, someone from the boat misadventure almost a year ago. This is Dr. Eugene Ronaldo. Uh, Joe, would you like to describe Eugene's appearance and a little bit about them briefly to any listeners who haven't joined us before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, Eugene is a uh, non-binary person. Um and they would be, they've got like a short auburn kind of wavy hair. They wear a little bit of makeup. They've got round glasses. I think they'll be wearing a bit more uh, professional kind of formal wear than last time where they wore quite a few brightly colored articles of clothing, maybe a little brightly colored scarf or something like that. 
and they have a, uh, a doctor's briefcase with all their supplies with them. And they generally come across as quite an anxious, a little bit of a nervous disposition, but they would definitely be like in a professional mode right now. Yeah, so they kind of uh, stand up from the body and uh, they see Professor Eldon. Dr. Ronaldo. Oh, oh, it's a, a Professor um, Eldon, right? Yes, yes uh, it has been, at both times, far too long and all too soon. Oh, yes, I could agree. Um, it was not the best circumstances in which we last met. No. I must say, I'm quite interested to hear you've been uh, giving talks about the uh, the creatures that we found. I must say myself, I've been trying to encourage some um, scientific endeavors to investigate this uh, new evolution that we found. Hmm. Mm. Yes, you... I, I take it you have believed that they are they're an evolution and not something of the more um, supernatural variety. Um, <laughs> I mean, of course. Oh, right, right. You are you studied like a folklore and like magic yes. and stuff, didn't you? Yes, I'd I'd quite forgotten. No. <laughs> so, um, what can I do for you? Well, I was hoping that given the rumors I've heard about a black tongue, which seem to be consistent with some arcane practices, that I might be able to see it um, and maybe pick your brain and discuss uh, theories. <laughs> I am, I mean, um, naturally, yes, yes, it is, it is quite a strange case. I will say I have come across uh, black tongue before. It is common with poor oral hygiene or fungus growth. This is a little stronger than usual, but I think jumping to uh, occult reasons is a little bit hasty. If it was an isolated case, yes, but seeing as this appears to be the third in a matter of a few months, then it does seem like it could very well be under my expertise. I suppose so, Will. You're welcome to look. I must say, I have not discounted the possibility of poison being involved as well. If poison would be consistent with some of the stories I've read on this element. So. Yes, yes, well, um, come on in if you want to examine the body, I suppose. Mm. Oh, and, um, oh, sorry, um, um, are you with, uh, Professor Eldon? Um, I, I haven't met you. Ah, uh, yeah, Miss Tilly DeRosa. Keep a careful oh. eye on her. She's pressed. Oh, I see, I see. Well, I hope um, I hope you don't leak any details on this case. I'm not a, I'm not part of the police force or anything, but oh. I suppose patient confidentiality could still apply. I won't leak anything uh, too much before it gets to the police investigation, at the very least. I will also note the police, the actual police officer that was staying outside the door. <laughs> um, he, at the second that like uh, Eldon, Doctor Eldon, um, went to talk to Eugene, um, he like started to look more sweaty. He was like, "Oh, 
<laughs> and just wiped his brow, and he's ducked off to the bathroom <laughs> while this has happened. <laughs> um, but yes. That police officer is clearly bad at his job. I think he may be sick or something. He was sweating like a pig. Now, let's see this body. Now, what um, can you point me towards, Eugene? Very quickly. Yes, sir. Uh, this entire time, Bella has been like trying to. I assume like Tilly and Doctor Eldon have been like right in the doorway, and Bella is really frustrated trying to see what's going on, and she's like trying to look, trying to look, trying to look, and also trying to look hot at the same time. And then um, Doctor Eldon would have walked in, so she would have rushed in and immediately seen. I'm assuming that it's Walter. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, yes. So, uh, Tilly, uh, Tilly, Bella, <laughs> um, actually, um, yeah, no, yeah, Bella specifically, because you know it's Walter, um, it wasn't hard to find him, um, he's sitting in the middle of the room on a chair, um, which Eugene has started to investigate, but yeah, um, I would like you to do a sanity roll for me, please. So basically it was this sanity roll. Um, if you pass it, you lose no sanity points. If you don't, you're going to lose a certain amount. <laughs> I need to take a photo of that zero I just rolled. Oh, is, wow. Is this is this like a 100 you... zero or a zero is in a single digit number zero? As in a zero, zero, zero. That's a 100. I thought we were going triple zero is a zero. Triple zero. Yeah, because I believe. Cause I believe a... triple zero was a hundred. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then I don't pass. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna take one d4 sanity point. Um, so you you can roll a d4 if you want to. How many sanity points does do you lose? Four. <laughs> oh. oh. What? points. Okay, interesting. That's okay. So you're quite shaken by this, surprisingly. Um, I mean, again, he's sitting on a chair with his like eyes rolled back on his head. Um, and yeah, he's dead. Um, you're quite shaken. Nothing will happen as of yet. But I'd like you to deduct four sanity points from your overall score. Um, yeah. So Bella is very shaken by this, surprisingly. Um, yeah. Even the person she is. <laughs> I think she, um, she, she wasn't, like, she knew this was Walter's room, so she was kind of expecting it to be Walter, but she was really, like, expecting some sort of gory, bloody scene like you see in movies, or, you know, all that kind of stuff, or, like, considering some of the friends she has, the kind of things she imagines happen in the back room of the speakeasy. And she's like, oh, this is going to be so tasty. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to yell Walter's name and I'm going to faint and I'm going to make my way into the papers. And then she goes in there and it's just a genuine, terrible scene of a dead young man. And she like just is genuinely quite horrified and shaken by this information that she's processing. And she just kind of goes really still next to Tilly and just kind of goes, oh. Oh, Walter. Hmm. Oh, I am, um... I'm sorry, it's uh, quite a sight. Um, uh, would you like a seat, or, uh... Do you need a moment outside the room? Uh, no, I'll, I'll stay in. A seat. Please. Do I know you? 
Um, I, I, I do believe I recognize you too. We might have um, traveled in circ- uh, similar circles at times. Uh, Dr. Eugene Ronaldo. Belladonna. Uh, sorry, I'm a little frazzled, uh, Doctor. I didn't recognize you. Miss Virtue, you remind me of the um, symptoms that uh, the dwarf was exhibiting in the days leading up to his death. Bella like sits in the chair Eugene has offered her and just <laughs> just looks like through her her little shakenness. She just looks at Peter, <laughs> then looks at Tilly, and looks back at Peter. And she's just like, well, not to speak ill of the dead, but especially while they're right there, but uh, Walter was uh, not acting himself for a couple weeks. He was uh, always a polite sort of boy. Very nice, very kind, returned his books on time, which makes my job easier. And then he uh, started getting real cocky, real, uh, you know, sure of himself in a way that was a uh, moderately concerning considering how it was before and then he started a uh, not turning up to anything at all and when he did turn up he certainly didn't look himself he looked quite ill to be honest and uh, a little disheveled and unkempt and uh between you and me, and she does get this little spark of her normal self, and she like looks over at Tilly as if to make sure she's writing notes, and goes, uh, "Last time I spoke to him, he did perhaps have a black tongue." Black tongue before the poisoning, as well as other. So did you say before sunken eyes and? Yeah, quite gaunt. Quite gone, so sallow flesh. I see. Well, that could be and, a. Uh, Eugene, you have pretty much been interrupted. You've start. You've nearly finished your investigation, but um, you haven't had the chance to look over properly, and this makes you go, hmm, maybe I should do that. So, I'd like you to do either like a medicine or a science, like um, roll, please. Your choice. Um, I believe that passes. I got a 59. Yes, that passes uh, yep. with medicine. Yeah, you got a pretty high one. <laughs> you screwed up. I'm good at medicine and medicine alone. <laughs> okay, yes. so hearing that, um, you're going to have a check. So some information you already know is um, he's been dead for about two days before he was discovered. So uh-huh. starting to, you know... Uh, smell a bit. Um, he was definitely suffering from mal- from malnutrition and dehydration. You might have some ideas of what that might uh, <laughs> correspond to, um, but the exact cause of the death is unknown because um, pretty much uh, like there have been no there are no wounds you can see, um, no pinpricks or anything. Um, there hasn't been like. Um, uh, there, I'll get you to do another roll in a moment, or like anyone else actually as well. Um, but uh, specifically, you're going to um, go. I'm going to check his tongue because <laughs> yes. um, normally like, you check breathing and stuff like that, but you haven't go. All right, let's have a quick check. So you're going to do that, and he definitely does have an inexplicably stained black tongue. Mm-hmm. 
which I imagine anyone near him, near you, near um, you while you're investigating this, will also notice. Um, Tilly yeah. is very intently watching what Eugene is doing. Very intently. So, are are you um, stating your findings out loud as you're kind of determining them? Yes, yes, I guess so. Yes, so we're like, okay, malnutrition, dehydration, that is very black. If, if he has been this dehydrated and in the state that he has been said to be around campus, can we be truly certain of the, uh, the time of death? It does make it a bit more difficult, I suppose. I would... Uh, I'm fairly confident about two days, but of course this is not the most precise science. It's entirely possible that he was going necrotic beforehand, hence the black tongue, sallow flesh, all that kind of thing, which possibly sped up the process once he became deceased. Now, (laughs) Eugene, while you're thinking on this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to present to you a little flashback, which oh. none of the characters will know because this is you thinking about this. Oh, okay. So, Eugene, most of your work, the both kinds of work required by your job, used to take place in New York. Um, but sometime after the events that occurred in England and your eventual return to America, you started traveling further abroad, um, sometimes just for your own interest even instead of just what your bosses specifically allow. Um, Your travels have brought you recently to Arkham, which has special interest to you, um, even if it's been a bit confronting. There's a lot of development in sanatorium facilities here um, of varying levels of quality, though there's been a particular increase in mental unrest compared to previous places you've resided in, Um, which is surprising considering the situations you found yourself in quite often. Um, still plenty of use for a doctor here, a legitimate one, and in this particular occasion it suits the family quite well. A couple of months ago you were contacted to start picking up jobs locally, uh, regardless of your general doctor things. Um, So yeah, um, this particular moment that you're you're remembering now as uh, Peter is talking about this, Eugene, you arrived at the family's base of operations here in Arkham in an unmarked warehouse with the docks just outside, of the, just on the outskirts of the city. This is uh, who you know to be Alex McKnight's turf. Uh, so Alex is the boss of the local Arkham branch of the family's dealings. You know most of this branch of the gang deals in bootlegging and drug smuggling, um, the latter of which Alex primarily contacted you about um, to turn up. So... On this day that suddenly shot into your mind, um, it was particularly cold late evening and you've made your way to the warehouse. The loading bay is open that night and you saw an unfamiliar small car parked outside with the boot open. As you arrived, you saw two of McKnight's men carrying what you clearly can tell is a body wrapped in sacks um, to the back of the car. Um, but yes, uh, you would, would you would be mostly incognito at this point, or just like wearing a heavy coat, or I imagine. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, either way, one of them will know. Really, ah, oh, Eugene, uh, boss's office. Alex wants to talk to you, and so um, 
The boss's office is located at the back of the warehouse. It's guarded by a burly enforcer you know it was called Smokes. Um, the boss's office is a plain room with a concrete floor and a bare light bulb hanging from the ceiling. It's not so plain right now. Uh, the wooden desk is pushed against one wall and the chair in the center of, is in, kind of in the center of the room um, with some cut lengths of rope lying on the floor. There is blood splattered over the chair and the floor. There is a ceramic bowl of bloody water on the desk. Uh, Alex, who is in fact a broad, stern-faced woman in perhaps her mid to late 30s, um, with kind of prematurely aging, slick black hair, quite broad, um, broad-shouldered, usually quite a dignified dresser, um, usually in suits though, is sitting on the edge of the desk, bandaging one of her hands, and only looks up for a moment before going back to it. And she goes, ah, Yuji, you really are a flashy dresser, shall we say. But I suppose you get the job done for us. And you're in the family's general good graces for now, while you're useful. Uh, yes, of course I am. I hope to do the, all that I can. Hmm. And she just keeps banding, bandaging her hand up slowly before finishing. Uh, like a like an uncomfortable silence um and then uh she pauses for a moment and then points to a bottle that's on the edge of the table for a moment it looks empty take a look um of course i will peer inside hesitantly it looks empty it looks like it's got a little bit of like some kind of dark residue in it but you don't know what it is um and even while you might be pondering, she's just like, I didn't call you in for anything to do with. And she gestures to the blood. This, of course, there's nothing can be done for that man now. I called you in to let you know to look out for something. There's a new drug going around. Or hooch or something. It's cutting into the market. All we got out of that useless lump is it's something called the black hole. That's what those wastes are called in anyway. I don't know. It basically... If you come across any, or maybe if the clinic gets any more coming in with any symptoms, I want you to let me know. I want to even take care of whoever's producing it or come to an agreement. You get me, yeah? Of course, of course. I'll, I'll be happy to help. I'll keep an eye out. Good. The only thing we know so far is the ones who have it bad get a black tongue for some reason. Haven't been able to get a proper bottle of it yet ourselves, but this is early days, and he didn't spill anything useful. It's weird, he was so terrified, but more of his boss than anyone, not even me, which pissed me off. You know, Yuji, there's a point in a man where he'll say just about anything to make things stop happening to him. Or maybe you don't. Quiet's more your style, right? Uh, yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Mm, less fun for you. <laughs> well, and she, and she like um, starts to pull out like a cigar and don't um, like, She's like, <sighs> she does not like you. <laughs> you don't even need to roll a psychology check for this. <laughs> but she instead just like, right. Well, now we're clear on things. You can go in your merry way. Remember. If you find anything out, you tell us. Or better still, find out who's in charge. They might be cashing it for you, might not. Of course, of course. Um, I'll, I'll do my best to keep an eye out. Good. Nice chat. Have a good evening, Eugene. Smokes, come escort Eugene out. 
and like again the, the, the really big uh, tall burly lug of a man comes in and she's like come on Eugene kind of like nervously like nods his head as like a goodbye and um leaves with the man excellent and you know you left the the warehouse fine which is more than can be said for the other person um and yeah that is suddenly what you're thinking of the second that you're remembering now the black tongue stuff and now you're thinking about the other symptoms that have happened um while this is while eugene is suddenly having a flashback i would like everyone else and then eugene as well to roll a spot hidden check for me please all right uh you'll go 45 which is a standard success for me yep so it's below it's below the um the number yeah, my spot hidden is 50, so... Oh, yeah, excellent. Yes, that's fine. I got a 45, which is a failure. Okay, that's all good. I got a 43, which is a failure. All good. I got an 18, and that's a success. All right. So, um, uh, so Dr. Peter and Bella, um, you're just thinking Tilly is probably writing um she's probably like nosing around everything else but um the two of you uh notice um that around the um around like this room like it's a it's like it's quite a state of disarray um like which again is not un unusual for quite a popular cheerful healthy fit young dude but it definitely looks like he was not in a great state for a while um but you notice um that there are a bunch of like bottles kind of like flying around it's hard to spot immediately um but um they're just like just specific well they don't look like, like beer bottles they look like like little like medicine bottles or things like that um they're glass um they seem to look a bit dingy from here um if either of you want to have a closer look, I can tell you more details. But if you do not, that is fine too. You're not tampering with a crime scene. Yeah. Um, there's... Before I look at the bottles, there is one other thing I want to look at. Yeah, just, definitely. Just a quick potential yeah. hunch that uh, Dr. Yeah. Eldon is playing with. Absolutely. I want to check the neck. The neck? The yeah, neck, sure. The neck, the neck and probably the forearms. Because one of the theories that Elden is currently toying with is vampirism. Ah, yes. Um, okay. Um, well, what you can do is um, you can either do a, a spot, another spot hidden check, or like um, if you have anything like um, uh, like uh, science or um, like a specific science skill. I can't remember what, what science skills you have, but um, yeah, one of no, those. I think, I spot think, hidden perhaps, we'll, I think, we'll say. I think spot hidden is probably going to be my best bet. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's another regular success, 44 on a 50. Okay, cool. Um, so um, Provided Eugene doesn't stop you from <laughs> touching the body to check, um, you don't notice anything specifically there. Um, he just looks, okay. yeah, he just looks like, I don't know, like, he just stopped living. Um, well, I can cross vampirism off my list of theories then. 
Um, it tells him to say that aloud. <laughs> no, but you do. You anyone who's paying any attention to Elden will notice him like cross something off in his notebook, <laughs> like just right. decidedly run through something. Um, then yeah, I'm unless Belladonna beats me to it. Uh, I'm going to have a look at one of the bottles. Belladonna certainly snuck on a pair of her finest lace gloves, and she's been looking at those bottles. So yeah. she's oh, yeah, been yeah. looking at the body. There's a few it of should, them. <laughs> it should go without saying that, yeah, uh, although I probably should say it, that, yeah, Elden would put on uh, his his gloves for... Excellent. Yeah. He, he wants to keep his tampering to a minimum. That's fair. Um, so... By the point that both of you have picked this up to have a look at, both Tilly and Eugene will have noticed this now. Um, but uh, when you do look at these, both of you will notice um, that they're sort of like, um, oh, they have like, they just look like just regular bottles. There's no label on them or anything. Um, but there is like, um, kind of like, it looks a little bit, little bit dingy, like there's like a, a drop or two of like black liquid kind of in in the um in like the little bo- the glass bottles. That's what you that's all you notice. You don't know what it could be, but it's, it's dark. Can Eugene have a look to see if it looks like the liquid from before? Yeah, I'm go- I'm gonna pass the bottle I've got to Eugene and say, does this uh, does this resemble anything you're oh. familiar with, Doctor? Thank you. Does it look similar? Um, so... Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't know if I can make you roll for that. It does, yes. Mm. Um, again, like, the bottles are different shaped, which is not unusual for any drugs or hooch or whatever, but, um, yeah, it looks like a similar like, similar substance. You, there wasn't enough for you to really investigate much um, when you saw the example because um, uh, uh, McKnight took it back Um took it back from you, but, like, um, it definitely looks like it. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, interesting, interesting. I, um, I have heard of a new narcotic on the market that ha- is of a dark color and liquid. Narcotic? Um. That would certainly fit with the uh, symptoms, mm-hmm. such as uh, changes in demeanor and, um, Dehydration and such. Do you know what the um, the side effects of the narcotic are supposed? What the desired effects are and what the uh, side effects are. I didn't really get that information. Um, no. Well, I would consider it either an upper or a downer, like most narcotics. Uh, I'm not entirely certain, but I do know that one of the side effects is darkening of the tongue. Okay. Hmm. Uh, any sort of iconography on the bottles? No, they're just, they're just plain glass bottles. Like, they might, they might have had labels on them. Like, it doesn't look like it's purposely, it, like, had labels removed. It's just, like, they're all very different. Um, yeah. I guess I'll quickly look at the arms of the body to see if it was injected. 
Yeah, oh, oh, um, you you didn't notice before. Um, no, no points of injection, nothing. It's like there's no, there's no signs. Like again, if you had to call it without any kind of thing, yeah, it's um, yeah, no pinpricks, no nothing. And I, th- I think, I think to be doubly certain, that sounds like the kind of thing because I was looking at the wrists as well as the neck, um, for vampirism, like that probably would have been noticed yeah. by me if there was anything. Yeah, so no, that's true. Yeah. We've, we've no. doubly confirmed between <laughs> us. That is handle, Andy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Eldon, I think I heard you mention before that you knew of previous cases of people with black tongues. Um, not tongues specifically, per se, but there is great many countless in fact stories of um, different uh, tribes and religious groups uh, who, who practice uh, various magics um, through the use of um, spells, rituals, sometimes even uh, ointments and tinctures. Uh, oh, I see. Um, Eugene just turns away from Dr. Eldon into the other two and says, oh, Some oh, of those include up. poisons. Yes, yes, but that's ancient history by the sound of it. Um, excuse me, have you uh, are more you aware recent of any, than you think? Any uh, individuals uh, with black tongues are exhibiting uh, similar symptoms to our late water resnick? Well, I had heard that there were a couple of other deaths in similar circumstances with the black tongues. Within the last couple of months. I see, that's quite concerning. There might be a bit of um, a distribution of the drug around here, if my uh, theory is correct, then. So you're thinking that it's some kind of new drug on the market? That is my current hypothesis, and quite a dangerous one, it would appear. Now, Tilly, um, pondering about this, um, you might even have in your notebook written it, depending on how full your notebook is, um, you, if it, if it is, you flip back and you can remember, um, there were, um, hang on, uh, you remember the names of these people, um, of these previous cases, which again, didn't, in a place like Arkham doesn't actually attract that much attention because it's not, they were all, well, yeah. One of the names was um, Mary Clawson. The other was Franklin Stewart. They were different students from uh, the university, um, both college students and both part of a perceived bad element kind of person. and lastly, you remember from your snooping, both were also listed as dying from natural causes and like their bodies were shipped back out to their out-of-state families, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's what you recall. So yeah, both students, uh, Mary Clawson and Franklin Stewart, um, but yeah, they were sort of in a bad crowd, a bad element, as we can say, perhaps. Although, as far as I know, the other two part of the bad batch, you know? They were students, though. I see, I see. Yeah, that's that's quite helpful. It 
might be um maybe it's a little bit rife in this in this community I must say I'm quite interested in this uh, professionally as a doctor if this is going about and it is harming people I would like to get to the bottom of this oh I'm certain you're very interested in it personally personally and professionally Tilly keeps scribbling in her notebook <laughs> Eugene is just like <laughs> just like Tessabella is like did you just like insinuate that I'm the I'm, I'm perfectly healthy and clean. I would have. Anyway. Bella has been like looking at this bottle like the entire time trying to work out if she knows where this is from or if she's seen it around certain speakeasies. Um, but she would look at Eugene when they say that. And just raise one eyebrow as if to be like, well, aren't you? Eugene looks offended and then like gets out a cigarette. You can roll a general spot hidden roll as well, um, Zoe, and see if you might have spotted it around somewhere. That is a, that's an 11. That's a success. A success. Okay. Um, you haven't noticed it around the speakeasies. You've, you might've like heard about a new drug kind of being passed around, but it hasn't really hit the one that you tend to go to, mostly the one that you sing at sometimes. Um, it basically, you have, however, seen bottles similar to this being passed around on campus sometimes. That's just what you do. Yeah. Um, and thinking about it, um, you can remember, like, there's there's a chap called uh, Paul Rogers. Um, he used to be a student um, on campus. He got kicked out a while back, um, but he does turn up every now and then. He's been peddling hooch and stuff like that before um, to students. You have seen some of the people that hang around that, that, that he visits sometimes um, might have had a bottle or two like that alright cool, cool 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 Bella like has her little interaction with Eugene and then she she looks back at the bottle she kind of thinks about this a bit she looks over it Poor Walter. Uh, and she's going to kind of saddle over the Tilly and just be like, now, Miss DeRosa? Uh, yes? Uh, miss or Mrs. Apologies? Miss. All right. Uh, now, I don't want to be starting no rumors or potentially... Uh, hitting any bum leads but uh, you could put me down as a less than anonymous source on the fact that maybe we might want to talk to a chap called Paul Rogers if we want to prevent other students from ending up like a dear old Walter and a old Mary and Frankie Paul Rogers fellow used to come here as a student but I'm 
unfortunately, he did not have the demeanor for academia. Unlike some of us, he doesn't like to, you know, play nice. So he was asked politely to leave several times. Well, that is interesting. Especially if it turns out that perhaps Mary and Frankie were ran in the same kind of circle. Oh, this university is all about the circles you run in. For instance, Dr. Eldon over there, the professor. He runs in the in the smart man circles where they where they talk about their Beowulfs and their all that and complain about their funding. But like, if they wanted to keep their funding, they should do something interesting like acting, if you ask me. But uh, he runs in the kind of circles where they think a little like fey people. Like, you know those girls who made those little composites that tricked old uh, Arthur Conan Doyle? He's one of those sorts. Oh. And she looks over at Doc, Dr. Elden and is like, that fits. <laughs> now don't take that as me saying he ain't a smart fella like, if this is anything to do with anything I'm sure him and that Eugene will uh, sort it all out between their combined brain power but uh, just so you know he may say a couple things that are a little hokey don't hold it against him of course a little bit of uh Dark stuff kind of tends to hook the readers in anyway. Oh, absolutely. Don't forget to write down that I agreed with you, though. And she, like, adjusts her little collar. <laughs> Looks quite pleased. Like mm -hmm. she's making progress on her personal mission. Do we believe that there is anything more to be learned from the scene? Not at present, I think more will be could be learned at the autopsy, but I have uh, finished my report for the uh, detectives. No strange iconography around? I don't know to find what is strange in a college room. Any icons that don't seem to have an obvious explanation you religious have symbols anything. um uh, no no I haven't I have not seen anything strange archaic fairly ordinary no 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 it seems from all we have discussed that this boy uh it's but a victim of something deeper going on. See what I mean? Bella says to Tilly as she pockets the bottle that she was looking at. Slut of hand. <laughs> ah, that's probably not gonna be a success. It definitely isn't! My sleight of hands at 25, I rolled an 82! Ooh. Everyone who is looking around will notice this. May do with, with that what you will. 
Eugene just kind of shrugs like, well, I'm not the police. <laughs> yeah, Eldon's going to say, like, I won't uh, say to Eugene, like, I won't say anything if you don't. Agreed. Might come in handy later. Probably at that point, um, the um, uh, Officer Morton returns, um, again, just looking sweaty. <laughs> he kind of like opens and like, oh, 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 Lord. Uh, 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 Dark, are you, uh, is it all, all, all good? Uh, uh, you, 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 you did your report? Yes, yes, I've, um, I've got all the information written down. Oh, good. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll get the rest of my men and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it, take it back to, uh, get, get the others to, to, to have a look at it. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, best of luck. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> uh, mm. uh, you know what? Um, maybe um, uh, as a doctor, maybe um, maybe I could advise that you take a um, a day off for rest. You know, you've got to you got to look after your health, and this is quite a disturbing scene. Yeah. Okay. I'll. 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 I'll tell the boss back at the yeah 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 okay uh, doctor's orders. You do that. Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> he just kind of just like stands there waiting for the rest of the officers to come <laughs> into the room. Um, who again? If people do not move, they will. Um, <laughs> they like there will be more people there. Okay, we're better clear out. We we gotta we gotta get this place on on support. Dark goals all sorted. All sorted, all sorted. I'll, I'll leave it yeah, to you. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, professor, uh, ladies, uh, pl- please clear. We, we got to uh, get this place all sorted now. Of course. Okay. Yes. So the, um, yeah, the officers uh, see, see you out of the room. Um, they take uh, Eugene's um, report and um, they kind of sit about like actually trying to like move the other students away from the area because it's like a bunch of like panicked students a combination of like panicked students curious students students that are kind of just like using the like the time to like just i don't know just chatter about anything and not actually do school work that kind of thing um but yeah so you guys get ushered out of that room um and um into the hallway um yeah. Once they're out of earshot, Tilly will turn to Bella and just be like, well, he doesn't seem like he's of the uh, stoutest constitution. No, some men really aren't built for much of anything. No. Seems like a nice fella, though. I suppose so. So, uh... Doctors, do a, either you two have some sort of a plan for a what to do next or a, you know, to help that poor boy and maybe a deal with any future happenings? Or are you both going to do that thing where you run off to your little offices and read a bunch of books about it? Not to be blunt, I don't think there's much we can do for, for, uh, for this particular student, but we can prevent what happened from occurring to others. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, yes, I believe a good approach would be if we can find, we can talk to any people that he may have been connected to, or I think you mentioned someone yourself that might be involved somehow. I may or may not know a couple people, know a couple names. Uh, you know, if anyone could jog my memory, but, um, I'm mostly just thinking, you know, I see a lot of people. I know a lot of people. Um, I think do you have any running I, theories? And you mentioned a Paul Rogers. Yes, yes. Oh, you were listening to that. I was. Oh yeah. Mostly my, my apologies. I didn't, I didn't mean to eavesdrop. <laughs> Got some big ears there, Doctor. Well, it was uh, yeah, natural. Um, indeed. So, um, would you happen to uh, know the location of this individual? Polly, he's notoriously difficult to find. But I know a couple people who hang out with him uh, when they're just, you know, out and about. A couple of people who might have been running around with old Mary and Frankie and Walter. Uh... Especially one, uh, Joanne Puckett. If that name rings any bells to, uh, any of the professors standing in my vicinity. Or any of the reporters who also know about sticking their nose in business. Does that uh, name ring a bell to me? Uh, so, so you're, um, uh, pretty much bad student. Um, she was in your class once and was basically um you kind of got the feeling that she was just there to make eyes on the boys in the class um she paid no attention you got <laughs> potentially got a little bit cross um with her um but yeah she just wasn't paying much attention um She's one of the other people that, like, uh, uh, you have mentioned, similarly um, to our poor, <laughs> dearly deceased, um, that hasn't been taken up to class that much, which sometimes, I mean, for those sorts of students, sometimes that's just normal, closer to the end of semester. They're not really got them from their brain on that. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, so that's the extent to what you know. Um, Bella has met and talked to this um, person before. Um, but, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, you would know. Uh, Tilly has not heard of her. Um, university student. <laughs> Nothing scandalous yet, so who knows? Oh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, similarly, Eugene hasn't heard of her um, themselves either. Local. I'm just thinking Joanne might be a little easier to find than old Polly. Not much to note. A poor student from my uh, experience. Um, she was in my class once and was incredibly disruptive. Spent all her time distracting the boys. Or attempting to at the very least. Oh, well, I can appreciate that in a gal. Just not in my classroom, please. Sure, I say, I wish more people would realize how privileged they are to be studying to actually uh, focus on the study. <laughs> um, but 
if you two would know uh, where she may be, that would be quite a useful lead, I suppose. Would I know where her room is? Um... Yeah, you probably won't even make you roll for it. You probably would. Um, she'd be like in one of the girls' blocks. Um, uh, you probably know roughly where she is. Uh, in fact, you would know where her room is. Um, yeah. she's was quite gossipy. She's been a lot more reclusive lately, though. Um, but yeah. You know the exact sort of person she is. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you would know where she is. If we're all interested in going on a little adventure, especially you, Miss Tilly, um, I might be able to lead us all to Miss Joanne. In case you two want to do more of your little uh, doctorly investigating. Lead on, Miss Virtue. With no time to tarry. No, I guess that would be quite helpful. All right, um... <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, no. Bella leads them on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, so it's um, basically a group of, like, uh, female dorms. Um, uh, Joanne has, like, a, yeah, a small, um, small room there. Um, if you uh, knock on the door, um, she will be slow to answer. Um, she opens the door. You don't know her very well. You know, she's pretty much like the impression you got from her originally is she's perhaps a little bit too similar, but also not as great as you. So, like, you know, um, she's also had a talk, been talking about the pictures and stuff like that, but a, a lot less educated, you know, like she doesn't know all the great like movie stars and everything like that. So, um, that's the kind of impression Bella has of her. Um, but yeah, again, yeah, I haven't seen her as that much often. It was more sort of like in like the first, like start of the year that she was out and about doing lots of stuff. Um, but yeah, so if you do knock on her door or not, up to y'all. Looks like Tilly does. <laughs> if nobody else does, Tilly would not walk up and knock on the door. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, after a few moments, um, uh, the door does open, uh, and Joanne is there. Joanne is um, uh, kind of like she's got um, sort of uh, light, sort of like um, mousy coloured hair that's been cut in like a very short bob, um, and she's like um, uh, got a fair bit of makeup on. Um, she's quite well, a bit of like a thin face. She's just very thin in general. Um, Thinner than you remember seeing her, Bella. Um, and um, she looks a little bit jittery, um, like, like big eyes um, as she opens the door. Um, and she's got kind of like just a very like ashen kind of complexion, sort of like dark bags under her eyes at this point, which she's like covered with makeup, but it's, I'm not even gonna make you roll for that. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, she's just like, oh, hello. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Tilly DeRosa. It's nice to meet you. You're Joanne? Yes, Joanne Puckett. You're from the press? I am. I'm just going around and, and getting some people's opinions on uh, oh. the mo 
most recent going-ons, the, uh, very sad, uh, departation of life that a couple of students have experienced. Oh, uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of months ago, yeah, um, yeah, no, that was terrible. Um, it really is a shame. So, just while Tilly is kind of distracting her with discussion, I am going to yeah. write something quickly in my notebook and uh, pass okay. it to Belladonna. Uh, and okay. And for the audience, it says, uh, does this seem consistent with Walter's symptoms in regard to kind of the discoloration? Excellent. Um, and then while that's happening, I will make uh, Tilly and um, Eugene can do a, um, a spot hidden roll and you can add a bonus die. So basically what that means is it's kind of like advantage um, on like just on the, um, not the like the tens, the ones kind of thing. So you can roll it twice and then take the lower number. Um, yeah. I got a 92. Oh, Eugene. <laughs> okay. Nope. You notice nothing. I'm just <laughs> writing just my book. Look at this. Yeah. How did Tilly uh, go? I got a 16. Ah, so that would be under that. Yes. It's definitely under. Okay. Um, so Tilly, um, everyone else will notice eventually, but Tilly notices very quickly. Um, she's got a black, like a, a blackening tongue. Um, while she's talking. Yeah. She's got very heavy lipstick on, so it's like not that hard to like that's harder to notice immediately if other people are talking to her. Um and again, Bella and Peter are passing notes currently. Mm. But yes. Tilly is directly talking to her, so yeah. Now did you happen to know any of the students personally? Oh well um I mean, yeah, I mean, I was hanging out with some of them, but, you know, um, because of, uh, well, you know, um, not personally. I mean, not more personally than I might know other people, you know. And uh, what other people might have been in the circle? I'd be very interested in talking to some of them. Oh, um... Well, it's it's not really like a friend circle kind of thing. It's more just we we all uh, we all get deliveries sometimes. De- deliveries? Yes, illegal deli- li- very legal deliveries. Yes. Hmm. <coughs> The delivery. Oh, it's a prof- Hello, Professor. So nice to see you. Greetings. Um, now, who had I'm that- talking to a member of the press. Yes. Um, Belladonna, did you have that, yeah. um, that vial? Still. Bella looks like a little put out that you know she has it. <laughs> You weren't exactly subtle. And then she's gonna look at Joanne. 
and just kind of be like, Oh, well, darling, where a uh, Miss Tilly here is uh, also wondering if perhaps some of those deliveries of yours maybe look anything like uh, this. She holds up the little glass vial. Okay, um, yeah, uh, I reckon you're all this. She looks very, like, paler. She's already very pale, um, but she kind of, like, just starts a bit like oh i've never seen something like that in my life what are you talking about it's a dirty looking bottle we're not the police sweetheart none of this is gonna get to them you don't have to be worried Mm, something interesting kind of passes across her face um and she like if you want to you can do a psychology roll, anyone. Um, but yeah, she. Yeah. Um, try one. I will. Yeah, go ahead. Let me know if okay. anyone passes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twenty-five <laughs> out of fifty. Oh, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> that that would be yeah, even Ooh. at a hard. Excellent. Th- Good job. Thirty-seven on a fifty. Fantastic. Good job. Anyone Eight. else? <laughs> Eight on a thirty-five. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, you do. <laughs> I did not get it. I should oh, have a higher psychology. I didn't get it. Oh, 35. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I only, I only have eight. So I was like, oh, an eight? No. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Alas. <laughs> 23 on a 20. Oh. Oh, that's so annoying. Close. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, Peter good. and Tilly, you both notice, like, um, she is not specifically worried about the police. Um, when Tilly says, oh, yeah, no, we're not going to tell the police. Um, and she kind of just like, um, just like nervous. She just kind of just like scratches like, you know, the, the back of her like arm or something like that. Just kind of looks around a bit. What was what was her what? surname again? Uh, it was Pucky. Pucky, who knows? My parents say Pocket. It's Pocket. The safety of our Okay. It sounds more refined like that. Not French. It is Pocket. It could be French. I'm working on an angle. I speak French. It is not French. Now. Okay. The safety of our students here is of the utmost importance. If you know anything, then it is deeply important that you cooperate with us for the safety of yourself and your peers. Well, as she looks again at the bottle that Bella's holding, I mean, yeah, I might know what it is, but uh, uh, my, I might, my memory might be jogged if, you know, I get, uh, if anyone has any spare, spare change, perhaps? Let's say $20. How about five? Uh, okay, um, so Tilly, I would like you to do um, maybe a persuade roll, please. 
um, which is, yeah. Let's see how you go. Oh, I got a 58 on a 60. Oh, that's so close. <laughs> She's like, okay, five. I need the cash for reasons. Certainly. Before Tilly can take out any money of her own, I'm going to take out 10. Somewhat begrudgingly, but... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay, well, um, and um, she kind of just like quickly grabs that um, and then just like stuffs it <laughs> down her shirt. Like, okay, um, well, yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I know what the bottle's for. It's, um, uh, well, <laughs> It's it's a new drug, I guess. Um, called the black. Uh, it's um. I mean, it's really great. It makes you see crazy things, but um, real things that happened long ago or far away or maybe haven't happened yet. Sometimes these things are scary, but it makes you feel like a god. And yeah. That's what the bottle's for, but it's it's nothing like, um, it's nothing bad. What kind of things have you seen um, when imbibing this substance, Miss Puppet? Lots of things, like a fort, like a jungle. I've never been to one before. Or like, um, like a sky, or like someone with like five faces. You know, much better than the regular stuff anyway. Hmm. How... Have you imbibed other narcotics? Uh, partaken in other narcotics? Don't no, worry. No, I'm a good I... girl, Professor. Miss Puckett, I will not report you to the school okay. if you are honest to me. I... Um, I would like an intimidation roll then, Dobby. Oh, I believe, oh. yes. <laughs> Intimidate. I don't know if I'm all that intimidating. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm Look. persuasive. I I, no, I was trying. I was trying. I was trying to appeal to like. Look, <laughs> I was trying to say like, look, you've like. I I've got no like. If you help, yeah. I'm like. Then then I'm willing to let this slide. So we, we can do persuasion if you then have him be like, oh, we, like, so she might start and like look a bit more like hard face. And then if you want to do persuade, you can then, if satisfy, make it softer, I suppose. Yeah. Um, look, I, I don't really have any care personally about whether or not you've used anything. I'm just trying to look at angles, see what you know, and try to get a baseline of what this substance, this, this, the black, is compared to other narcotics. And it's very much worth giving you leniency on this if it helps to save lives. Okay, now you can roll persuasion. 
<laughs> Doesn't matter anyway, that's an 89. Oh no! No, no! So yeah, she's just like... Uh, I, 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 I might say nothing. Uh, I'll... I don't want to upset Paul. So, uh, and if Paul gets mad, then Ooh. whoever he works for gets mad, and I get no more of the black. Ooh. Hmm. So, uh, I, I don't care. You know, uh, this, is, this is a bad, bad uni university anyway. I, I, I wasn't meant to be a student. That would be Paul Rogers, wouldn't it? I don't know. No one know anyone called Paul Rogers. You can roll a psychology roll, <laughs> but you can do that at the, you know, so add an extra die to that. <laughs> yeah. So how does adding an extra die work? Oh, so it's basically, it's just, um, so it's like a d10. Um, so it's like the smaller number. You just uh, roll twice and add the, add the smaller number. Okay, so an ex extra pair of dice, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, so that's... Uh... This is a pretty easy no. joke. No. <laughs> 81 to 72. Uh, I got a 66 and my cat keeps rolling my dice. <laughs> the best um, kind of dice roll. I think I have a justification why I didn't pick up on, on that though, which we'll get to right. in a moment. We can cover that in a moment. Yeah. Easy. Did anyone make it? I got a five. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's lying. <laughs> I also succeeded. I got an 18 on a 20. Ex oh, that's good. Excellent. Yeah, she's definitely lying. Um, yeah, she's um, and um, for that as well, um, the psychology role. You can also both of you also notice that um, she's probably not trying to. She's not trying to cover up this dude to help him, but she's like a. She, you can't get the vibe that she doesn't want to like um, obviously potentially show off her drug dealer because then she's not going to get any more of it which is what basically what she's implied so yeah um, yeah so Peter didn't pick up on that because he he was looking at his uh, looking back to his wallet again yeah, he takes out another $10 bill. <laughs> he says, If you can detail your experiences with prior drugs, in, particularly in comparison to the black, then this is yours. It's happening. Okay, well, um, all right. If I'm honest, they—I haven't done anything since before this. I mean, booze, of course. But you know, I was just trying to impress a lot of the boys, and then you know, that's, so this is really—I haven't really done anything apart from this. But there's nothing else I really want to do apart from. <laughs> Have you tried it? It's amazing. Yes, I've—I've got to say, um. Um, I'm, I'm a doctor myself, and um, we're investigating a case where we believe that the black resulted in not one, but maybe three deaths. This is a very dangerous substance, so if you could tell me um, anyone else who you know who is taking it, that would be very useful in potentially saving lives. Oh, well, I mean, that's... 
a lot of the school, a lot of the university, really. It's very popular. Oh. Probably elsewhere, too. I don't know. I mean, this is only one of the stops that Paul goes to, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. All right. Well, I guess, um, then that's a lot of people that might be able to tell us uh, who is supplying them. Oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm sure they, 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 they won't, um, because... Yeah, and that's a lot of other people who might get a uh, ten dollars or more. <sighs> okay. <sighs> so, <sighs> all right. Look, Paul Rogers. <clears throat> well, you know he. He went, used to go to the school here, and like, you know, he got kicked out for cheating, because he mm, he's still got a bunch of friends here on campus, and, you know, he has a little job on the side. Um, he's selling his bows for a while, and then, you know, uh, a f- kind of a, f- a couple of months ago, he showed up with the black, and, you know, uh, since then, I have, I know it's the same for me, but you know, no one really cares about the booze anymore, just the black. So he comes in about twice, uh, twice a week or more, but you know, the, the price keeps going up. So, uh, hmm. She just pats the when she's with the money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, but that said, you know, he's, he's only said it's like he doesn't even have anything. Like, I don't really know how, but you know. He's never been caught with anything like it. He's kind of very clean records. So, you know, um, I don't, I can't believe, you really think people died from it? Yes, absolutely. I was the one that examined the body and that seemed like the, that's it. That was definitely the cause. You sure they weren't sleeping? There was no pulse. Oh. Yeah, so I would recommend that you, um, you do not use this particular drug. And, um... Well... We'll see. Well, thank you, miss. Um, I'll let the professor, they're $10, then. He passes the $10 he had in his hand. She grabs it off you and shoves it down to her dress. Would you happen to know um, anywhere where Paul Rogers frequents? I mean, he just kind of comes on campus every couple of weeks. Um, you can roll a persuasion, a psychology, whatever you wish, as long as you justify it. I, that's you are pretty much asking your questions, so it's that's pretty much persuasion, I would say. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll turn it over. You can choose to roll psychology and just uh, deduce if she's lying, which you know, helps, <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> but, oh, oh, good. I got 11 this week. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of like just chews on her cheek for her. She's like, I mean, okay, I can tell you. He's very careful, but I hidden followed him home one time. You know, he sees some girl that's dying and she's not even pretty. Like, l- less pretty than me. Oh, that's a real shame. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, he, um, 
Yeah. I mean, it was only once. That's crime. I didn't go into his house or anything, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so would you uh, know his address? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> she, like, reaches out for Tilly's, like, notepad. Um, and, um... <laughs> she takes it and then she'll write down on there like yeah again I I, I just I, I I only followed him home I didn't do anything else so I didn't like sneak in or like steal any of his things so it's not a crime yeah that, that sounds fine I'm not a cop <laughs> good uh. well now, having had a moment to think on it, do, yep. do the things like the visions, uh, the idea of visions being taken to other places, other times, um, ring true, uh, combined with what I have been suspecting of like potions and tinctures and rituals, would that? Uh, not solidly, um, but there have been talks of that. I mean, in a lot of like your studies yeah. as well, so they could be tied to yeah. what you've heard of the like the some kind of substance. Yeah. Would it would it be worth rolling an occult to kind of see if it, this? Probably not at this point because no. yeah, the the specific thing that this is to do with you wouldn't yeah. have had the chance to hear about yet. Um, but okay. yeah. It's related to these sorts of things. There's definitely mm. something to it. Um, and it could just be a regular drug. Oh. Mm. But yeah, she just kind of just stands there looking like, you have any other questions? She's just looking at the direction of your wallet, basically. <laughs> I'm a very talkative girl. Do you have any information that might be pertinent remaining? No, but I can tell you about anything you like. I would like to know what's going on with the black. And if you have no more information on that, then I think that is us done here. Okay. Well, Allah. I'll be, be seeing you again soon, then. Perhaps. Awesome. Uh, thank you very much for your help, and um, good luck with your studies. Yeah, studies. Sure. <laughs> she just kind of, like, slinks back into her room and sl <laughs> slams the door shut. <laughs> yeah, she's not studying. Absolutely not. Did it really take y'all that long to work it out? No, I was making a comment. I know she doesn't study. That girl's here for the hot university boys and the occasional professor that she can convince is uh, up her alley. I know her type. Would have been her type if I could have afforded this kind of education, but you know. Not all of us have to be beggars and choosers. So, are we going to that address, Miss Tilly? Well, I'd assume so, if we want to get to the bottom of things. I absolutely want to get to the bottom of this case. 
Tilly looks at what's written. Excellent. Um, so it's um, it's kind of a, a little drive away. It's still within um, Arkham, though. Um, so we'll probably take like a little while to get there. Um, so ideally by car. Um, but yeah, if you want to walk all the rest of the day, you can do that. Do any of you have an automobile? Um, yes, uh, yes, I do. Oh, well. Uh, yes, you're, you're welcome to hitch a ride. I can, um, if you could uh, be so kind as to direct me to that location. Excellent. Um, so do y'all want to do that? Yes. Okay, so... I won't bother doing car rolls. I can pretty much assume Eugene can drive, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, do you have a particular idea of what their car would look like, Joe? Or um, I don't know cars. I don't <laughs> know cars either. It it's is... a 1920s car. <laughs> what color is it? Blue. It's, it's a, a looking blue car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. It has one of those horns that go honk honk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's probably a bit like old. It's not in like the best condition. Yeah, it has to be cranked to uh, get the engine started. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Um, so um, like a second-hand yeah. Model T or something. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, um, so while you guys are driving again, it's not a super long drive, but it's a it's a decent way. Um. Uh, it's starting to get darker in the day because it's that sort of time of the year where things are, you know, starting to, um, starting to get cooler and, um, the sun sets a little bit earlier. And, um, I'd like you all to do a spot hidden roll, uh, while you're having a drive, having a chat, presumably, while <laughs> sitting there in awkward silence, who knows? 100. <sighs> Okay, so I presume you are very, you are telling, would you be like, just, you? what are you talking about that has completely distracted you? Or anything, oh, you're just looking over your notes? Or yeah, I have yeah. a feeling that I'd probably be, like, scribbling away at theories yeah, that makes and just sense. be way too engrossed in that. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> I got an 81, which is very much a fail. So I think Eugene is very focused on driving and they are quite a nervous driver. <laughs> <laughs> so they are going like very slow. Extra They're slow. very looking for any threats. That's why it's getting darker at the moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> slow um, drive. I'm going to scoot in here before Emily says anything because Tilly's going to be our last hope. I got a 70. <laughs> Oof high numbers for this little trip 25 25 so that's a success. a success okay um so tilly on the way there um you might be looking out you might be writing notes and stuff like that on the way there um you you think you sort of notice you're just like you're just looking out like you know in the little streets they're familiar-ish you've been around this area before it's it's an okay kind of area it's not like super poor not super rich um but you see um you think you see for a moment sort of like something moving through the sky that's not a cloud something 
like it almost looks like a, possibly a wing or something, but not a bird's wing. Large and long. And for a moment, you you follow that sight. You um, your your investigatory journalist, like you know, eyes hooking on that, and then a cloud passes. You know, it ducks behind a cloud, and then um, you see like a tall rooftop uh, along there, and you think you see this very long, shadowy, elongated kind of shape just perched on the roof, and then. Eugene might go over a pothole at an incredibly slow pace and your attention is grabbed for a moment and you look back and there's nothing there anymore. But it was something strange. Definitely not a bird. Maybe it was a bird. That's what you notice. Um, I won't... We can do a sanity roll. Um, Please do a sanity roll for me. Sure. Again, it's just a little one. Just shaking. It's a nine. A, a nine. Cool. Excellent. So you're fine. That's fine. You're just like, oh. Excellent. So apart from that, um, yeah, um, you guys, uh, Eugene finally gets you to Paul Rogers' house. Um, Does, so, Kelly, yeah. do you describe what you saw to us at all? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Good, good distinction to make. She'd <laughs> hmm. probably say... Did any of y'all see the... What? Uh, what? There was... something in the sky? Something in the... Can you describe it? Uh, and then she will describe exactly what she saw. Okay. Does something like this ring any bells for Peter? I mean, there's mythology about winged things um it's difficult to say with like you know something long a long shape i mean it, it could also just be an overactive imagination but you know even with your interest peaked on that kind of thing there's nothing specific that you know ties it to this to the current happenings it's just huh that's a strange that doesn't quite sound normal hmm. so nothing that kind of flies and is associated with visions and black not particular. I mean, you know, churches talk about the devil and stuff like that. Mm. It's probably not that. It's totally that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I mean, his his predominant theory is like some sort of possession through through the through the liquid at this point. Who knows? Eugene's just going to be like, oh, weird. Yeah, we get some pretty big birds around here. Oh, oh sorry. I'm eyes on the road. <laughs> Bella, like, just goes, Tilly, have you been sniffing on those glass bottles? Now ain't the time for cloud shapes. I'm not that one. your notebook? <laughs> I'm not the one who grabbed a glass bottle. That's just investigative journalism. You should have. Bella continues her drive-long journey to get at Tilly's notebook and see what she's written. You think that's Tilly? Yeah. Tilly does not let Bella Donna see what's in her notebook. <laughs> Spelled my name right the entire time Eugene is thunk, 
<laughs> what a fun hard. little trip. <laughs> Group of besties. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Um, apart from that, it's a pretty okay journey. Um, you, yeah, you arrive at um the the address that you were given. Uh, presumably Paul Rogers' house. Um, it's a like a decent looking kind of little, like it's just a little house. Um, not like a flat or anything like that. Um, with a time mirror. Yeah, no. So there's no lights on in there. It doesn't look like um, anyone's home from the outside. Um, well, while well, you guys are in the car anyway. Um, yeah, just like a single story kind of house. Nothing too flashy. Nothing too poor either. <laughs> if everyone watching the podcast, Eugene's just gone through a mild car crash. <laughs> the camera just went everywhere. My cat knocked my camera off. <laughs> A cat runs across <laughs> as you stop you in front of the house. To stop, yeah. But yeah, um, what do y'all want to do? Well, uh, I know young Johan didn't go uh, knocking on doors and breaking in, but uh, off the record, wouldn't be my first time if we want to just go have a look, see? I think it is pertinent to the safety of the school. Dr. Eldon! I wouldn't have thought that of you. Uh, oh, well, I guess we could have a little, uh, little squeeze through the, win- through the windows. Of course, just through the windows. Excellent. So, if you'll do, um... Yeah. Um, it, again, it seems like no one's home. Um, curtains are drawn. There's nothing much there. Um, yeah. It's, again, looks just like a regular house. Um, like looking in through the window, you can probably see like a couple of just like, um, you know, it's got like a nice kitchen, that kind of thing. Um, there's sort of like a small, a small little garden. So like, there's like the front, there's like a front door. You think maybe if we go around the back, there might be other ways to entry. Um, but yeah, pretty sturdy looking door. Um, yeah, it's again, just a nice little brick house. Nothing particularly suspicious about it. No, it's, it's 1920s America. It's not a particularly urban place. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheekily see if the door is just left unlocked. Alright, um, hmm. I'd like you to do a luck roll then, I suppose. Luck roll? Okay. Yeah, it will, we'll, we'll say, we'll make it like, you know, it's a, like a hard one. Um. Okay, so I need to, yeah. Uh, so 55 oh, l- to l- oh yeah no let's let's just yeah i forgot luck doesn't have that it's just okay. yeah so i'm let's looking see. i'm looking at 55 or below 49 uh-huh okay um so what happens is okay um this dude is probably a little bit careful but he's not been that careful and so um you people in villages like don't lock catch. their doors. <laughs> you kind of feel something catch and then just clunk a little bit, so it has been locked. It probably hasn't been pushed shut properly enough for the lock to um to take. So then the door does um pop open. There you go. <laughs> what? 
and the cat jumps out at us. <laughs> yes, the cat <laughs> charges out. Well, we should probably check that um, everything is in order in there if, if he's left the place unlocked. Professor, you're a man after my own heart. I was wrong about you. And then Bella just walks in. <laughs> she's trying to be sneaky, but she's also just, she has the confidence of a hot person who's never had to really do a lot for herself. So That's fair. <laughs> uh, yes, okay, okay we're, we're breaking in. I mean, if you're not comfortable with that, you could always stand watch. Oh no! Oh no! But then I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't learn anything. Wrong, <laughs> Ronaldo. Come on in as well. Tilly tiptoes past. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um. So yeah, you kind of walk in. Um. There's just a, like a, a very small front room. It looks pretty, pretty decent. There's like um. Not too much personal stuff. It looks like it's a relatively new kind of like little house that he might have moved into. Um, there's like a little picture of like um, a girl that you think, yeah, and then, and then like like a little frame. You're like, oh, that's sweet. And then you look and there's like a bunch of like different pictures of other girls um, in um, that have like that have like been signed or got like little XR and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Oh, then like the little front room table. Um, and then, yeah, his house um, consists largely of like, um, so it's got the front room. That's pretty much most of what you see. There's also a, uh, like a kitchen, a very small bathroom, and then a bedroom um, is pretty much what his house consists of. If you're looking at anything, look for, for anything in particular, you can do like a spot hidden kind of role um, in a particular room if you like. It's up to you. Um, yeah, feel free to have a look around or just check that everything's okay, of course. <laughs> Tilly will have a poke around in the bathroom. In the bathroom, okay. Um, all right, so a spot hidden roll for that room then, please. Yeah, that's not gonna work. That's a ah. failure. 79. Okay, yeah. So it's it's a bathroom. He's got a lot of like um, like you know, a little like pomade and things like that. He's he's like kind of left a couple of things out. It kind of looks like he's like gotten himself nice to go out kind of thing. Um, that's all you kind of get from the bathroom. Um, it's a it's it's a man's bathroom. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um. Bella would have gone investigating the bedroom, and yeah. she rolled a twenty-two on a twenty-five. Oh, that's a success. Oh, uh, El Eldon was was gonna go for the bedroom as well. I okay. Oh, professor, yes. nowhere nowhere near as good. <laughs> that was a ninety-seven. Not his favorite terrain. <laughs> um. Okay. So no, I'm not in the habit of frequenting students' bedrooms. <laughs> I am a student. <laughs> well, well. Um, so, yeah, the, um, okay. So, uh, for Selden, you have a little look around. You're not really, you're, you're probably looking actually for more like specifically arcane things or like bottles. Um, hmm. Bella, you will, um, uh, not too much in the bedroom. S some beds. There's like um, 
couple of like notes and stuff like that on like the desk and things like it's like a little like a small desk things like that um there is a little um actually yeah well you notice um on the desk in particular there's like not that many interesting notes it's just like looks like some like, start of some kind of letter to like some girl that he's like crossed out the name of the girl and then changed it to something else <laughs> um uh there is also a scrap of paper that I'm going to send to the message group and we're going to put in the um, in the vodcast at some oh. point. Little, some little scrap of something. It looks strange. Um, and I will also then, Bella, since you got the first successful spot hidden as well and it was quite a good one, I'll also get you to do a luck roll, please. All right, so where is my luck number on my sheet? Ah, the luck number is um, uh, next to like the, the big Call of Cthulhu thing. This is luck total. It's like an, um, on the Should be blue. left. Yeah, blue. So it's one of the big ones, like next to your hit, under your hit yep. points, basically. Uh, it, it just has a list of numbers up to 99. Oh, okay. It's Hang like, on. Oh, actually, I, I, have your, um, I have your sheet here. You have 45 is your luck total. Forty-five. Well, then I'll beat it by ten. That's a thirty-five. Okay, excellent. Um, so for that one, considering your particular interests, um, you kind of like you look at this note, um, and you step back, and the floorboard creaks, um, in a sp- in like an interest, like in a specific way that denotes that it's creaking than just a regular floor- floorboard creaking. That's all I'll say. Bella, like, yeah, she takes that step back and her heel, like, connects at the floorboard and it creaks. And she just straightens up. Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe floorboards usually creak in students' bedrooms. Oh, they absolutely do. But they don't creak like that and she's going to bend down and try and move it. Um, hmm, what would I get you to do for that one? I mean, it could be a strength roll, or it could be, <laughs> which would be interesting for you. Yep. Um, what? I would also. Is there anything let you... that I can do to help? Look pretty. <laughs> um, hmm. Like, like if okay. If two of us are trying to lift it at once. Yeah, I'll, um,. What I'll do is this isn't like yeah I'll basically give Bella advantage um, and um, on the strength first. If you fail that, I will let you do a dex as a push. Okay, cool. So I'm first making a but something might happen. What is, what is your dex? Thirty. Thirty. Oh. Oh. Right. Fourteen. <laughs> there you go. The professor and the would-be starlet managed to le- leverage up the wooden floorboard. Um, I probably like the breaking piece upstairs. Um, as you'll be very happy. So under the floorboard are four full bottles of some black liquid. $140 in cash and uh, a bank ledger um, 
which if any of you look at, um, it shows that Rogers has amassed like a tidy sum of $1,145 in just a couple of, of weeks, um, quite rapidly building up from a couple of months. Um, and a last note which talks about um, a supplier in his boss, I guess, it implies, and it um, looks like he was trying to be very careful about it, but um, with uh, either of you can roll a spot hidden. We'll see if you can notice something. Uh, I think I just missed it. Yeah, 56 on a 50. Oh no! 68 on a 25. <laughs> Alright, okay. Is this the kind Nothing of thing that I can push? You can push if you like. Um, yeah. What? What? How do you think you'd want to push for it? It just it like it feels like it does more information to this paper, but that you can't see easily. Um. Tilly <laughs> probably heads up at that I moment. Th- I point. Think, yeah, yeah. Is there a light source that I can hold it up against? Yeah, there's a lamp. Yeah, I wanna I wanna hold it up against the lamp. Allowing okay. the light to kinda of shine through. Oh, I don't make you roll for that. Has a pushed one. Um hmm. oh, <laughs> I guess do another spot hidden roll then. Typically with a pushed roll it's a different one, but have another okay. spot. And anyone who's in that room by that point can also roll as well in case you notice something. Oh, okay. Okay, much better. I cannot get any better than that. That's a one. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) All right, then. So so you probably hold this piece of paper up just as Tilly just, like, busts her head into also look. And um, you'll see that he's written this little note. It seems pretty, like, broad, just talking about boss stuff. But um, it's obviously been on another piece of paper. You can see in the indent, there's something that talks about, um, again, it's difficult to make out all of it, something that talks about someone called Jacob Dover. Um, now, um, hmm. Does anyone do this? Hmm. Oh, yeah, hmm. that true. I. Oh, oh. What kind of what kind of lamp is this? Is this is this like? Uh. I'm just one <laughs> like is it electric or oil or like wood burning or? Let's say it's an oil lamp. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to think if there would be anything that I could use to do like a rubbing of of this note to try to get what I it's a probably, it's probably not a much shot. more yeah. um, than the general gist you're getting okay. of it yeah mm. yep. Tilly will sort of Jacob Dover mm. Tilly will take all of the notes off of everyone and write copy all of the notes down so that the notes can be put back excellent um, so if you guys ponder about Jacob Dover, um, I would like y'all 
to make a credit rating roll, please. Right. Um, actually, credit rating, where is it? Yes. So not credit oh. rating or history, just credit rating? Just credit rating. Um, right. There will be particular, so um, credit rating um, will be a regular yep. success for either, oh, that's the problem. The regular success for either Bella or Tilly, uh, Eugene, a hard success. Professor will be an extreme success, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Darby. I did so well, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did so well. I had oh an 18. God, normally, I got 44. I had, an, I had an 18 on a 60. I'm sorry. Oh, is, actually, I can spend luck to make that. You can. Uh, to, I got 19 on a to, 20. It's one to one. 19 on a 20. One to one? Uh, yes, yes. I'm going to spend six luck points to, to get that to a 12. Okay. Which is Excellent. my which is my extreme. Zoe, would you like to say what Bella has gotten? She got a one. <laughs> okay. So most of y'all have heard of Jacob Dover. Um, I don't know about Eugene. I pres- I possibly not. Um, the reason that um, uh, Elden, it's much less likely is because this is a lot more of an Arkham local type thing. Same for Eugene. Um, but you have heard of him mentioned. Um, you're trying to recall where. Um, and um, so you might, your memory might be jogged in a moment. Um, but basically, Bella, oh yeah, this is gossip. Tilly, this is gossip. This is what both of you guys like looking into for various reasons. So, um, you've heard of the Dovers. Um, so, the Dovers were basically uh, once super rich and well-to-do. Um, this was, again, uh, before some of the time of some of you were born. Um, but you've heard this. 20 years ago, um, Margaret Dover died in a boating accident. And her husband, Jonathan Dover, went a little bit crazy. Um, he started globetrotting around the world pretty much. Uh, being his uh, quite young son you heard he was about six or seven Jacob along with him um, he used his entire family fortune to fund these excursions basically until the money ran out two years back Jonathan and Jacob returned from their travels completely broke um, they lived a low-key life together even Bella hasn't heard much about that away from the public eye until Jonathan the dad died sometime last year None of you know how what he died of, though. Um, no one knows what happened to Jacob after that. He's kept a pretty low profile. Um, none of you know him that well. Bella, you might have heard a little bit of him through gossiping uh, through, like, Saril, the barman at the speakeasy you go to, but, like, nothing interesting particularly. He's a pretty quiet dude. So... Obviously, still somewhere in Arkham, um, and you might have seen him around, but you wouldn't know. The only notable story is pretty much about the family. So, very wealthy. Wife died. Father went globe trotting um, and took the little kid with him, um, and then came back recently. The father died about a, year, a, a bit under a year ago. Um, it's pretty much what you'll know. Yeah. Seems like a lead. 
can you uh, say that name for me again? Jacob Dover. Dover. I heard of the Dovers. Isn't right. he the son of that woman that died in a boating accident? Oh, see, I know him as the son of that man that went mad. Done what spent all their money going around the world for no good reason, dragging poor Jacob along with him. Poor boy, barely see him nowadays. Didn't... Didn't his father pass away just around a year back? Yeah, there wasn't a lot of news about it, you know, considering they used to be so wealthy. It's a... Quite sad, really, that no one really knows much about him anymore. But, uh, now why would Jacob be involved in anything to do with this black stuff? Well, I mean, it looks like it's quite lucrative. If like anything, money. it may be a way of making money. Maybe. Oh, do you think it's like one of them stories? Do you think when he and his da daddy went out, that when they came back, they brought the black with them, and they thought, you know, oh, what a cool, sweet, sexy thing, and then all of a sudden, old papa croaks, and now J Jacob's got a good job selling the thing that Dunwalt killed his dad. It's maybe completely out there, but... I have a new theory make a good movie. that jumps out of my current running theory. What's your running theory, Professor? Some sort of possession facilitated by the black. My thought is now that potentially John, driven, driven mad with grief, sets off into the world to try to find whatever he can bring his wife back from the brink. Oh. Spends all his money and in the process and goes further and further mad and finds this substance that supposedly provides visions to other times, other places and brings it back America potentially in hopes that it can bring him back to his wife or possibly because it keeps giving him visions of his wife mm. sort of romantic when you think about it unless you're it Jacob it is right up until the point where Jacob starts selling it to students who subsequently die of it well, also up until the point where, you know, daddy was dragging poor son around the entire time, neglecting him on a case to, you know, bring back his dead wife. You're but, you know, everyone's neglect. got daddy issues. You're assuming neglect. The neglect might not have been the case. I'm not trying to defend the man, but... Bella looks at him looks at the black, looks back at him, raises an eyebrow. How old was Jacob when they departed? Oh, he would have been about six. Okay, yes, neglect seems the more logical uh, option. Eugenius, um, by the way, Eugenius definitely looks quite uncomfortable with this whole conversation and has been, like, avoiding eye contact with everyone. Um, but then, um, yeah, they'll pipe up and they're like, um, 
Um, yes, actually, I must say that was uh, actually quite a decent hypothesis. I was expecting some weird tale of some magical possession and everything. In actuality, it's quite common that people who are undergoing psychological ailments might um, squander their funds and, uh, and neglect their children. And it would be quite a reasonable assumption that this child then wants to restore their wealth so that they can live a decent life. Yes, you forget sometimes, Eugene, that um, while I seek out the arcane, I don't see it around every corner. I know that sometimes a spade is a spade, but it must always be kept in mind that there are supernatural explanations that have as much logic to them as the natural ones. Whether it is simply someone seeking them out, or whether it is someone stumbling upon ones that are there, however rare they may be. You and I saw um, the same thing on that island. Indeed, and I'm certain that there is a rational scientific explanation for it all. Now, before y'all continue, perhaps this is a conversation, discussion, argument, whatever it is, it, I think it should happen after we leave the house. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, we of have course, apologies. More? Do we have anything more we feel we need to look at here? If not, then I suggest we depart. I feel we've got enough, and I've got it all written down in my notebook. All right. Let's yes, go. good clues. Um, Bella will put the floorboard back into place. Uh, Excellent. And then we'll we'll leave. All right. So, do we know where to find Jacob? He ain't never been nowhere that I've seen recently. He's a little bit of a ghost nowadays. I've heard a couple odds and sods from uh, my friend Sarah, but uh, ain't nothing concrete. Might be able to check with him, see if anything's up, but I don't know. That piece of paper, the original piece of paper that Belladonna found. Yes. It had the beginnings of what looks like a business card. Yeah. Kind of thing on it. Campbell's MEA, which I'm going to assume is meat. Yep. Would Tilly uh, be able to deduce anything? Hmm. A history check? History? Yeah. Oh, let me find that. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> 15. So, um, with that, you would remember you did a, um, one of your earlier projects that you did when you came to Arkham. Um, was just a very fun, exciting news, like, just feature like little little side pieces, just a fun history fact thing about Arkham. Um, and um, it rings a bell. This is not a place that's open anymore. Um, but um, the um, 
basically it's there was a um an abattoir that kind of like uh kind of these like basically it's one of the rivers that flows into um like the miskatonic river that runs through all of arkham um but basically um pretty much um it was once called campbell's meat processing plant uh, meat processing it was kind of closed down like around 30 years ago or so where like the local supply of meat kind of fried up and moved away i guess the stuff got became more metropolitan um but yeah you can kind of like um assume that's probably what i was talking about um it's again it was a place back then it might still be worth checking out <laughs> now yeah. why why would a young student under 30 have some kind of business card or flyer for a place that's been closed 30 years that is quite strange So quite interested in the figures that were written on that card. Hmm. Indicates a certain profit margin, and I mean, I'm sure as many of us know, there are plenty of buildings in this city that ain't housing the businesses they say they do nowadays. Indeed. I say I mean, we have a look. Worth it to sneak around, I think. Mm. Why not? Okay. Um, so do you all hop into Eugene's grandpa driving? <laughs> Pile back into the grandpa car. All right, everyone. Uh, just having a little drive out to the um the fun little um the fun little tasty uh old um abattoir, I guess. You're just going straight there? Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I don't think we've picked up on anything that would indicate yeah. elsewhere. Easy. Alrighty then. Um, so, yes, I will. Um, so, pretty much, um, I will get my little workbook out, or my official book out. All right, so you guys, um, yeah, it's again off the um, the Miskatonic River. Um, it's the Avatar is on River Street, as you guessed, um, kind of next to a small stream that uh, the locals there actually used to call Blood Creek uh, for all the waste runoff that it would contain. Very fun fact for you all. Um, but yeah, so kind of. Um, it's sort of like a sizable parcel of cleared land. Um, there's sort of like, you can see as you kind of pull up, there's sort of empty holding pens. Um, and there's like just a large warehouse like building, which is not uncommon for these parts. Um, uh, and yeah, that's that's what you see pretty much at, at this point. You see um, it's quite dark by now. You see sort of dim like kind of lamp lights um, through the windows. Nothing too incredibly noticeable but yeah. Looks like maybe there might be some people inside. Maybe not. Depends. Maybe someone just left their lights on. 
that's what you see from the outside. Um, there's lots of like trees growing around. It's clearly like you can like clearly tell like this is just it looks like a pretty derelict kind of um, building. Again, apart from the lights being uh, left on, there's trees growing through stuff. You can see like yeah, what used to be holding pens, but there's like trees growing in and stuff. There's a lot of grass growing around, so there's it definitely hasn't been used um, for its intended purpose for quite some time. Which checks from what Dilly knows. While you're chilling in the car, checking it out. Excellent. So, um, what's our approach here? So we don't get uh, arrested for um, breaking and entering again, or uh, run right into uh, whoever's there. Although I guess if it's a speakeasy, that could be nice. I could really do a drink. Also, we're just gonna say it. Okay. Um, well, uh, I mean, I. I may have seen you singing there before. Well, I just wasn't sure if you were the sort to keep it under wraps or not. But, you know, we do a good job here. We can go hit up that speakeasy afterwards. Sarah owes me a couple drinks. Uh, But uh, are we not wanting to engage with the drug dealers? I was assuming we were of the sort that we were going to like go like stick our little noses in and see what was up. It's, Are there consequences to actions like that? Generally, brutally killed. Yeah, shot, stabbed, tortured, beaten. You don't want to go up against these fellas. Oh, we'll also ask Tilly to do a spot hidden roll while you're listing the ways that things could go bad. This ain't nothing like them hooch dealers. <laughs> How'd you go? It's a 24. That's success? Is just a success. Ooh. I think it's 20. I think my spot hidden is 25. Hang on. Oh, my good. phone has locked it. It will not open. Oh, good. I should have written them down. <laughs> I've got it elsewhere. Let me just. Oh, that's all right. Uh, oh! That passes handily. It's 35, so yes. Oh, there we go. Excellent. Cool. Bad for you. Uh, Sign in your role, please. Um, <laughs> as um, while you're saying that and listing those sorts of things, um, you kind of like, while you're gesturing, you look up and you see again some kind of shape in the sky that just completely gone. The second. just But just for a moment, you see some kind of like a just... Like a giant bat, but not a giant bat too long. But you know, it's gone. Probably nothing. How'd you go for your sanity roll? Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, yes. She's oh, a so cute that- cucumber. Yeah, she's fine. This is okay. This could be a story. Mashed. <laughs> Perfect. So that happens while you're talking. Fingernails. Did anyone else see that? Or is it just me again? What, what did you say? It kind of looked like a giant bat, but bigger and more elongated. Elongated giant bat. Was this the same shadowy figure you saw last time? Or similar to? Uh, is it similar to what I saw last time? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Basically the same. Now, does Not it, a thing. 
does a giant shadowy bat bring anything in my memories of I mean, again, like you, the only thing you think of is vampires. You probably don't think it's vampires, but it could be vampires. Surely it's vampires. I, I begrudgingly turn back to my list where I had possession and vampires with vampires crossed out. And next to the crossed out vampirism, I rewrite vampirism. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Incredible. I love that visual. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. What you're going to do? All right. Well, if y'all know about consequences, what should we do next then? Is anyone armed? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I've been sneaking. traveling uh, quite a bit, so it's going to be a little bit dangerous. I have a uh, three-tone revolver. Yes, I, I, have a, more. I have a revolver as well. I don't, don't want to be a corpse unawares like the knight in the lighthouse again. Yes, yes, I even went and upgraded since the last time. That was um, quite dangerous, and I... Uh, also practice my shooting a little bit. Uh, Ms. Virtue, Ms. DeRosa, are either of you armed at all? I got a switchblade and a disarming personality. Both have uh, their uses. I have nothing but my wits and my pen. Is it a fountain pen? Probably. <laughs> but then I'd recommend aiming for the neck. I'll keep that in mind, but uh, just in case, I suggest we try and sneak up to some windows around the side. Mm -hmm. So, just confirm, because I was the one who was Please continue. I was the one who... Look, I was the one who was all for just like walking up to the front door and like just wooing our way into this. But is our plan now that we're just going to make sure they make the black here and then if they do, we're going to call the police? I have a plan that might be a little insane. Why not both? Why not have an eye through the window? And you, Ms. Virtue, attempt to get in through the front door with your, as you say, disarming personality. Sort of a honeypot. Something like that. Mr. Rosa, Dr. Ronaldo, do oh. either of you have a particular keen eye? Statistically, no, but um, or, uh, yes, uh, yes, I would say so. Uh, I'm not too bad, I'd say. 
So what what what's your spot hidden? <laughs> Thirty. Thirty-five. Uh yeah. Okay, so mine's at a fifty. So maybe if I look So what I might suggest I do not know why I didn't think to bump that stuff. Yeah. Uh what I'm gonna set suggest is that uh Elden looks through the window. Maybe one of maybe Tilly as well. And Eugene keeps an eye out. Oh, keeps an eye on Belladonna. Okay, yes. Um, yeah. Tilly so, is also player? pretty stealthy. Yeah. Um, this is how Bella dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plan. If you wish to enact uh, it, we can see how it goes. Uh, are either of... Are, is anyone opposed to that? This plan? Maybe give... Ms. DeRosa and myself a bit of a head start so that if we hear anything particularly uh, problematic we see or hear anything particularly problematic inside then we can uh, call a halt on the operation that's fair you see anyone with a machine gun you wave your arms real hard and we'll get right out of here certainly Indeed, indeed. I'll, um, I'll have my revolver ready if it's needed. Right. All right off you two go. All right. So you guys, from my understanding, is you're trying to um, sneak up to a good vantage point to kind of spy like through the windows at different yeah. points or at the same point. Uh, I say at different points to just kind of. Yeah. Okay. Widen our odds. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so probably from where you go to approach, yeah, there's um there's a couple of like little windows. Some of them are boarded up. Um, but you would probably both manage to are you hoping to like have like one on each side of like this is a fairly decently sized warehouse. Um probably a good idea to have one on each side. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um so I'm there'll be yeah. Keeping an ear out as well through this entire Yes. Um so mm-hmm. I'm gonna need both of you to roll a stealth check. And a luck. Please? Stealth and a luck. Okay, I'm not great at the stealth. Um, Alright, so that's 30 well, stealth, which is a success. Okay, so success on stealth fertility. I rolled, a four, I rolled a four on 20. <laughs> You're which, a very stealthy, life little, little nerdy professor. That is <laughs> somehow. That is, that is somehow extreme difficulty. I succeeded on. Um, yeah, and the luck, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, well, how did you guys go for I'm luck? down to 49. 27 for luck. Five. Six. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, both wow. successes. That's incredible. You guys are rolling really well. I now get to do a couple of rolls to see if something, someone, yeah. some peoples do anything. Just a momento. And then we so can proceed to the next part of this mission. With Bella, or just I'm going to be like a bit off to the side waiting Yeah, you, you guys just like what your plan is. So Eugene, do you want to come up with me or do you want to be some kind of lookout? I don't know, really know how effective I would be as a honeypot. <laughs> I mean, you're very beautiful. And oh. handsome at the same time. It's quite a quite a combination. Oh, no, uh, thank you. I am... Um... Yes, I strive to lose weight. I'm not the most common. I'm 
Hmm, appreciated. Uh, but no, I, uh, I, I perhaps would you like it if I um, say waited around the corner with my pistol? I think that would be helpful. I do have a lot of faith in myself, but I also understand that some of these addict types can be a bit volatile and you can't always predict that kind of stuff, you know? Yes, and those in charge of the industry can be rather ruthless. Yeah, that's the thing. Every time I've seen you at the speakeasy, Cyril says you're talking to upper management. Now, who's that? Because he won't even tell me, and he tells me everything. Oh, well, I have a number of friends in the... You know, I went to college myself, and I uh, attended fair few speakeasies. <laughs> I am not sure why um, Sarah would refer to them as the upper management. <laughs> Maybe it's you, an in-joke of his. Eugene, we've literally broken into a house together. I think you can tell me what's going on. Especially when it's at my place of work. Hmm. Well, uh, I must say that I I think you, um, I've certainly seen talking to some shady individuals myself. Do you have an interest in such matters? Absolutely not. I'm a shady individual in my own right. I'm looking out for me and my sense of stardom. I don't need to get in the muck. I just sing at the speakeasy to get my name out there. I ain't doing anything with no peddling or trading. Oh, that that sounds wonderful, Ben. Um, <laughs> I would encourage you to stay that way. It's not a great place to be or a place that I really want to be. You can probably get the gist. It like, you see the little tick, tick, tick. Oh! Oh! So that's upper management. Yes, yes, um, I would advise that you keep your distance. <laughs> well, I mean, I already did. But... And you're doing a good job. <laughs> Damn, I would not have picked that for you, Dr. Eugene. Yes, yes, um, I would definitely have not picked it up for myself either. I really just want to be a scientist. <laughs> but life has its ways. Oh, I know. Do you know how long I've been trying to break it in the talkies? And then all they do is tell me that I ain't got the voice for it. What is her? <laughs> what would her voice be like? It's this very southern accent, mostly. Like even when she's singing? Oh, the talkies. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, talkies. I misunderstood. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, well, that's th- now that's just silly. I know, right? Half these talent agents wouldn't actually know talent if they punched him in the face. Now I would know. I've nearly come to blows with most of them. They're out there hiring bloody uh, Zazas and all that. And I'm right here, and I'm hotter than most of them. It's really outrageous. Oh, absolutely. Yes, um, yes, I, uh, I hope you have success in the future. 
Oh, thank you. And uh, I hope you no longer have to keep talking to upper management and you can get whatever job it is scientists get that makes them happy. That would be nice for you, I assume. <laughs> yes, yes, well, um, uh, let's hope I find a way. All right, so um, uh, do you have a good plan on how you're going to approach these people? Well, as long as those two haven't found some kind of machine gun or Tilly doesn't see another shape in the clouds, um, what I'm thinking is I'm going to go up like some sort of prospective buyer, tell them that Jacob sent me or maybe even Polly or maybe even Walter since bless his soul he's not here to contradict me um and then uh just ask if there's anything i can buy see what happens and then uh, once i've got the stuff we take that to the police get all our names in the paper i guess so i mean hopefully it's not a well-kept secret of the headquarters well, maybe. I can just tell them I followed a paper trail. Or that Walter had real loose lips. What are they going to do? Poor kid's already dead. Hmm. Uh, yes, yes, I, I guess so. That's a good plan. All right, then. I'll, I'll be here to cover your back. Fantastic. And then she's going to look out the windscreen to see if anyone is waving their arms wildly to indicate, don't go through with it. <laughs> well, what do we see in here to make that judgment call based on yeah um so with your roles things seem to be pretty much okay um it's fairly quiet in there but you can see some movement um and um yeah both of you rolled pretty well um both of you notice a couple of um a couple of people with a similar kind of disposition as um uh, a couple of people you've seen before, they're very gaunt looking, they're kind of like moving around a bit slowly, um, or just like just sitting down, like looking just very tired. Um, and um, sometimes, uh, mm, which one? Okay. Um, uh, so, Professor, you um, see a, uh, at one moment, again, it's it's gone in an instant some shape um long but moving through the air um just for a moment just flits past your view um in inside the um the warehouse but um again it's Does nothing it solid enough consistent with the the shape that tilly has described yeah i mean it looked like it had wings um, and it was long, elongated. Quietly takes out his notebook. <laughs> and Excellent. Underlined slowly, vampirism. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but that's pretty much what you see. There's a little bit of movement inside, nothing too major. Um, but yeah, um, in fact, from your vantage points, while Bella and Eugene are having a conversation, um, 
from Tilly and um, probably like more clearly from Tilly's vantage point, but um, both of you would see um, another person, um, you don't recognize them, um, comes up to one of the doorways um, and kind of like knocks on it. Um, you don't quite catch from the, the vantage point you're at. You don't quite catch what they say, but one of the um, the gaunt kind of figures um, moves in to go and have a talk, um, and then um, kind of uh, pauses for a bit because again, Eugene and Bella are having a fairly lengthy conversation before while they're trying to psych themselves up, um, and while you guys are pretty much getting into place. Um, one of the figures goes um, towards sort of like a part more central to the um, the facility, like the, the building, <laughs> um, and then um, pauses and then comes back and then, um, uh, depending on how long it takes, will then uh, hand over some something to the person that's um, the shadow, like the person's, you know, they're trying to make themselves not seem noticeable. I'm um, guessing even yeah. with a high listen, it's not quite possible to catch even like an errant word in the conversation. I mean, if you want to, if you want to roll for that, you can. I do have a pretty high listen. Good luck. Uh, 43 on a 71. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. So it's a, it would be a standard success. Yeah, standard success. I could. I'll give you a bit of it. How did Tilly go? It's a f- thirty-one on a fifty-five. Okay. Yeah. So you both you both kind of hear things that be like, um, you say, oh, uh, um, I'm here here to, here to pick up, and then when like um. And the, the, the there's like just mumbling from the one of the figures from inside, and um, then uh, they're like, oh, "Good, I'll go and distribute." There you go. Good pleasure doing business with you. Give me regards to the boss, and then um, that's all you hear, pretty much. Um, as that person sneaks off <laughs> in another direction, there's a couple of ways to approach this point, but yeah. They're trying very hard to be sneaky. That's what you guys observe. Yeah. Do y'all wave at the others, or what do y'all uh, do? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna wave at the others. Is that a, is that a do it wave or a don't do it wave? Uh, probably a do it wave. Eugene, does that look like a do it wave or a don't do it wave? It's certain it's a do-it-wave. Well, I'm always willing to do it. And then Bella's gonna um, <laughs> take off her, her little coat that she's had on, takes off her sweater, unbuttons a bunch of buttons on her shirt, puts her coat back on, gets out of the car, and starts walking towards the building. Eugene's eyes just go big and they're like, <laughs> and then they, they get it on. They're gone out if we're ready. Excellent. <laughs> uh, cool, you're not sneaking, are you, Billy? You're just going up. <laughs> I'm going to make it look like I'm sneaking, but I don't want to actually surprise these people. All right, so yeah, or it make you roll for that. Um, and you're taking you're from a particular, you're standing, you're keeping your distance, yeah? Or um, Yeah, I yeah. am. Cool, all right. So I won't get you to roll anything yet, but um, we'll see. I might try to sidle around to the 
corner so that I'm closer to where Belladonna is if something goes down, but I'm not within sight. Yeah, sure. So it'll be a little bit closer to Tilly. Um, so yeah, roll me another stealth check, please. <laughs> 96. Oh, okay. Hmm. Is, there, is there some way I can push this? Or There's a way you can got, think to push it. Have I got something where I could... Where I... Uh, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. How many work points do you have? Is there some sort of a, a, not enough? Not <laughs> enough. Um Is there some way Is there some sort of machinery on the outside of the of the building? Um the there's a very rusted looking kind of like little grinding type um, thing, like little spikes. Okay. It's like it might be used to cut something or grind something up. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that's. I I thought I actually had some some uh, some operate heavy machinery. It's it's at uh, one. It's at one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, um, yeah. Hmm. So for that, it's, you don't hear anything immediate. Better, but could I? Kind of, is there a way that I could like use a climb to try to? I mean, you could try if you want to try and Mm. climb. You hear like some kind of movement. If you want to try a climb, I will say though, you can push that. That will be a hard success. If you Mm. fail it, it will attract a lot more attention. Yeah, I'm not gonna push it then. Like climb is not high enough for it to be. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so you and Tilly would also hear some kind of noise. Um, like there's a bit of movement inside. There's a whoosh. Here he is. Not the whoosh of a bullet or anything. That's fine. That's all you hear for now. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. All my good stuff is basically the soft skills. Yeah. <laughs> like spotting yep, yep. stuff. You're knowing approaching. stuff. <laughs> An avatar, yes. Bit of talking. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Oh. Alrighty. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, Bella, you approach the, um, the slaughterhouse. I approach the slaughterhouse completely unaware of the potential foreshadowing or dramatic irony inherent in this action. (laughs) (laughs) As I wander up, making myself look as beautiful as possible, which is very easy for me. It's very easy, yeah. (laughs) Um, With as much decolletage showing as is legal in this era. Um, And I go up. And I'm gonna knock on. Okay. Um. Let's have a look. I'm gonna roll some dice. Okay. Um. All right. So there's a little bit of movement. Um. And then um. It's like a. It's a pretty like um. It's a reinforced wooden door, but it's been reinforced with metal. It still looks really old. Everything's quite rusted. Um. And then um. It's um. 
it opens a crack, um, kind of like this, like a pallid kind of like gaunt kind of face pokes out. Um, uh, a woman, um, and um, she opens the door and um, pokes her head out. Um, just the head there, like, can I help you? Uh, yeah, I was given this address. What for? Um, well, I was speaking to, a uh, Walter. Do you know, uh... God, I, Zoe, need to remember the name. Ah, uh, yes. Walter. Uh, Walter Resnick. Uh, yes. Uh, Walter, Walter Resnick. Um, he, uh, he told me to come here if I wanted to, uh, learn new things about myself. Oh... Uh, I ain't heard anyone like that before. Oh, really? He seemed quite adamant that um, Polly and and Jakey had uh, told him about it. Oh, Paul. You know Polly? Paul Squeal. Yeah. You don't know Paul. Oh, no, uh... I've only really met Walter. Hmm. She kind of like looks back as if she's kind of like sizing something out or like contemplating something. And then she's like, I'm going to go talk to some people. You can, um, you can wait outside here. Oh, are you sure it's frightfully cold? <laughs> and it's raining. <laughs> All right, you want to roll an appearance score, Zoe? <laughs> yes. What is the score? <laughs> It'll be like a, 90, a 99. <laughs> you failed. Oh, that would be so funny. Um, I have an appearance score of nine. Oh, let me double check. I have an appearance score of 90 and I rolled a 48. Yeah, um, and I rolled and she kind of just like looks you up and down. She's like, maybe you can wait inside. I promise I won't touch nothing. I'm a good girl. I believe you are. Mm. <laughs> and she, um, she does open the door. Um, again, just a very like... Very thin, very like um, pallid-looking uh, woman. Um, uh, doesn't look like in the best state of health, um, but she uh, does open the door for Bella. Don't uh, don't take long, but uh, we, you can wait inside. Oh, you're the absolute bee's knees, darling. Thank you so much. She can't look at your face. <laughs> as, as Bella walks in, she does that thing where she like trails one hand along this woman's arm and like just goes and like sits in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, she kind of just like keeps looking back at Bella and then she will head further into the area. Now, while you're waiting here, um, yeah, um, there's a couple of like little lights lit. Um, you can't see much more than um, Eldon or Tilly can see. Um, 
there are a bit like the, there's just a couple of lights they're casting long shadows along here um and it's kind of like um there's sort of like noises of like something might be like a like a, something bubbling there might be like um there's noises of like just people moving around just lightly though um it's like just like kind of like metallic sort of scraping noises and it's just something else that you can't quite put your finger on but um yeah and there's like sort of like um if you like look up like um there's sort of like a conveyor system of sorts of chains and hooks like running along the ceiling that run further into the um into the facility and like um then you look up you look down and there's like old bones of animals big bones that could be cattle um and just like states there's some of them like ground up they all look very old um and there's just muck everywhere your shoes are gross the second you stepped in um especially since it was starting to rain outside having fun a doctor and tilly i'm sure and eugene also uh, and oh eugene i'll also ask you to do a stealth check please Yes, absolutely. I also think you do have a now that Deliton has gone outside. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That was a five. Oh, okay. You're stealthy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> you managed to. And by, by the point where you've gotten to as well, you can now both clearly see both Tilly and um, Dr. Elden as well. <laughs> From where oh, you are. Nice. You figure you're pretty well covered. You're not too sure, but hopefully. I just give them an anxious thumbs up. Fair. <laughs> keep my hand on my gun, trying to listen in. Excellent. Fantastic. All right. If no one else does anything, then yeah. Um, like, uh, Bella kind of, um, yeah, you're still just waiting very quiet you can hear just like low noises there's people muttering um there's again kind of like a um it's this kind of like just noise of something like like a fish swimming through the water but it's not a fish probably um and then you you do hear the um the woman you were talking to um and like as you kind of like your eyes adjust to like the patchy light you can see some people like they're not too far away from you just like just listlessly sitting down um there are kind of like um like do they just look like they're about to like they're just having a nap or something they're not even paying you any attention um but yeah you hear um the woman you hear noises of her like saying quite agitated um and then um she there's just a um but then, yeah, and then there's suddenly the sound of footsteps coming closer to you. I stand up and I make myself look real presentable. Uh, and I also try to look as innocent as possible. Okay. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what it calls for in the moment. Um, so, um, so the woman is there. There is also a couple of people now. Um, so... The same one, um, it, um, and the professor can see the same things, um, but not as clearly as you can because you're right there. Eugene is a little bit more difficult, but they can see something. Um, so, um, kind of approaching you is again, yes, that woman. There's a very big, tall, burly man that you kind of vaguely you'd probably recognize that. So, I'm making a roll for it. Um, 
he was, I, you're pretty sure he played football at some point on like campus or something like that and he just like just stopped turning up but he was he was pretty decent a while ago you can't quite remember his name but very tall and imposing probably doesn't look as friendly as you might have remembered back then um but yeah um and then um with very close to him is sort of quite a tall um considerably good looking um for the people who've seen around this and like unlike most of the characters in this tale quite healthy looking um like uh man of like maybe in his late 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 20s possibly um he's got sort of like dark hair slicked back under like a broad brimmed hat like like a gangster but not quite and um he has sort of like a big heavy dark coat and is wearing quite nice clothes um his eyes are quite piercing and dark with something hard and private and perhaps not as healthy um and yeah he just kind of just um approaches looking both impatient but still pretty calm and he's like um uh here what brings you to this parts uh good good evening i'm belladonna virtue um i was uh, told by uh, walter kresnick that this was a uh, the place to go to learn some new things about myself walter who's he one of the students on a campus at the university. He looks at like the um the the, the big rally band next to him, and then like the woman that was that had had gone to fetch him, basically. Is that I see. Okay, interesting. And he kind of like looks up, um, sort of like over your shoulder, and then just that does like a nod. And he's like, okay, we'll look into that. That shouldn't have happened. You shouldn't oh. be here. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I didn't mean to cause any offense or harm. Of course not. What was it? Belladonna, was it? Yes. So, okay. Um, what are you looking for here? Well, like I said, Walter told me I could uh, learn some new things about myself, and uh, he's been imbibing some new things lately, and uh, Girls get curious and want to experiment, you know? Hmm. Um. He... Do I hear any of this from outside? Yeah, probably. It's difficult, but probably with your, with your score, yes. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> Just raises his eyebrows. Um. He's like, well, we ain't got nothing like that here. Oh. Well, then Walter must have been lying to me. He must have been. We just produce, uh, kind of ink. 
Oh, ink. Yeah, we're real big on the ink, you know? Supporting the printing press and all that. Oh, well, that's real noble of you. I'm a big fan of the written word. It looks up and down. I'm sure you are. Well, uh, I'm real sorry to, uh, to have bothered you like that and to have brought such terrible ideas to your door when clearly you're a bunch of very respectable people. That's, That's it. I'm a good and honest citizen, just as many of you are. I deserve the same amount of respect, too, so... Oh, absolutely. I don't appreciate people poking around. Oh, and believe me, I would not have poked around if I had not been led to believe that it was worth the poking. Well, sorry, what was your name? Uh, I do not mean to be disrespectful to you, sir. Jacob Dover. Mr. Dover, I am so sorry. I will uh, surely leave and tell Walter right off for sending me on this wild goose chase and disrespecting you. It's nothing different. Well, hmm. He kind of like looks between the people, like between the woman and the, um, the, um, the big belly man next to him, and then back in the, um, the area. And then at this point, <laughs> and then he looks up over your shoulder again. And he's like, Well, you know what? I don't think you or your friends out there are going to be doing that anytime soon. You missed it over. I don't know what you mean. And at this point, um, so what's going to happen is just one moment. Uh, so, Darby, do you remember when you, like, did that stealth roll? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so nothing seemed to happen at that point. But, um, I mean, a great thing happens in a sense for you. Um, you get to see a creature. Okay. dives out of the sky in front of you, almost making no sound, like a fish underwater, okay. but not. Um, Do I so, at least recognize the kind of thing this creature is from my studies? You sadly don't, so this is great. This is some new news for you. I'm going to drop some fun <laughs> art that I'll have to find some proper art that I can drop in, but this is what you guys will get to see. Tilly will also see this, and so will Eugene. So this basically looks like a demon. It's a very long, elongated kind of creature. Um, a long sort of scorpion-like tail and great big leathery wings. Um, and it is going to... Ooh. Cool. All right. So what it does is... Um, well, you're lucky in a sense. Um, it's going to try and grab hold of you. Um, now... You can try. That would be a um, a contested strength roll. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's see how it goes. Uh, what are my other options? 
Um, you can. It'll be strength first. You can try and push for something after. Unfortunately, okay. hard luck. Okay. <laughs> this is my strength is a my strength is a forty. That's a It's a chance. Forty three. Um, oh no! No 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 no. So luck. Luck. Yes. Luck. Yes. I am spending. I am sending the three luck to get me to forty. Okay. Okay. So um, what happens is um. Okay, cool, it doesn't get to do it. Cool. So what it does is um it tries to grab for you. It has long like its arms are like the length of your body. It's like not incredibly tall, but it's just long limbs. Very creepy. Not great for just you to see right now. Um I would like you to do a sanity roll also, please. Um Okay. I have good sanity. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, that's 75 on a 70. Uh, do I want to spend the luck? Do I want to spend the luck? Do I want to spend the luck? I'm, sp- <laughs> I'm spending it. Okay. It's only five. I'm spending it. All right, cool. That's fine. I'm uh, hemorrhaging luck, you. but... Yeah, so... You are just gonna get one one point of sanity loss. Okay. Which is fine. Could be worse if you got more than five, you would have a bout of madness. Okay. Um excellent. But yeah, cool. Also, um Tilly, you've already seen them. Oh Eugene, sorry, I'll make you do a sanity check as well. Um Tilly's yes, already seen course. this thing, so you don't actually have to roll again. You're just seeing this thing up close now. Yay! So, as this is happening, can I just shout out, go, 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 go! Yeah, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> Excellent. And I am deliberately, because I because I heard that we're made, I am deliberately trying to get as much volume so that Belladonna hears me inside. Yeah. Yeah, actually. What we'll do, and what we'll do is, um, this is a little bit fluid, we don't lose with, um, Colicusly rolls, but, you know, we're putting in this bench for a while. What I'm going to do is, um, so we're going to do initiative, quotation marks. Oh. Oh. I just put it in the chat. I got a 99 for sanity roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, then one moment. I think that's technically within fumble range too, isn't it? Because it's uh, 96 yeah. plus. Hang on. Oh, that too. I can extend some luck if it will be really disastrous result. Yeah. Just um, to get just to get it into the fail range. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, you might want to. Um, you're yeah. only going to lose a little bit of sanity, but yeah. Um, I may just I'll, I'll get it out of the fumble range, but um. Okay. I haven't extended any yet. Awesome. That's all right. So, um, regardless, if you reduce those sanity, you reduce those luck points. You take three um, lots, so three points of loss to your sanity, which is again could be worse. I could have rolled a five or more, um, <laughs> but yes. So this is a creepy freaking. This is a real thing. It looks like a demon, like an actual demon. Um, I just tried to grab um, from his Elden. So um, I'd like everyone to have a look at their decks. I'm going to make a couple of notes quickly. Um, their deck scores, and then we need to determine who, what order everyone's in. Mine's 50. 50, yep. Mine's 55. 
55. Uh-huh. Okay. Tilly, do you want to go first? Uh, 60. Okay. My base dex is 90. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. What in okay. the min-max? <laughs> Max out hotness and dex like a real rogue. That's <laughs> what I'm here for, Pete. my lovely Jacob's score. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Bella, you are top of initiative quotation marks. Again, people, if you've enjoyed this, I really hope you have. Please look more into this. Um, I'm simplifying this a bit. Um, but yes, Bella, you are basically, you get the first move, I suppose. What do you want to do? Okay. So Jacob has just said that he knows about my friends outside. And then Eldon has yelled, go, 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 go. So I'm going to say, I'm going to look at them. I'm going to shrug and say, pleasure doing business with you. And I'm going to bolt. I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm going to run out of there. <laughs> there. Okay, cool. Um, and um, next in, unfortunately, next in this list is actually Jacob. Um, so um, he is going to, yeah, okay. Um... Hmm, which one will he do? He has some tasty options. Um, okay, oh, no. yeah. This one. Hang on. Just gotta open up this page. Uh, cool. Okay, so what he's gonna do is... Um, so he turns to the big belly and goes like, Get him. I don't want him to leave. They can't, they can't know about this. And um, he's like, Come on, you stupid blackheads. Go get him. And then... Um, he then call. He like shouts out something in some strange language that none of you guys know, no matter how well you roll. <laughs> um, and um, then Bella, your back's to him, so you don't know what's happening, but you hear some kind of uh, sound. And um, what I am going to do is I'm going to ask you for a fun thing that we remember from D and D, which is a con roll, please. Ooh, with the percentile. Yeah. Okay. What's my con? <laughs> oh, thank God. I rolled a 15 on a 40. Oh, okay. That's very lucky. Okay. Um, excellent. All right. That's fine then. Nothing happens, but you do. However, um, so what you kind of experience for a moment, just a moment, is um, this sort of like whirling kind of like like flurry around you. Um, and you see sort of like these black flecks kind of like appear, appear out of the air around you and try to um, like one by one try to attach themselves to you, but they kind of sloth. Oh, the, yeah, actually, it's raining outside just lightly as you by that point because of your con score you manage to like just like it's and it, it, like there's flakes once they hit your skin they become like goop that try to cling to you and they're trying to like you can feel it just for a moment try to wriggle towards like your your mouth your eyes um but then you manage to make it outside of that door um and um the rain um like you just feel it, it just burn like it burns it away. It doesn't burn you, but it, um, and it's, it separates itself from you just enough to drop onto the ground. 
and that's what happens to you in that moment. Um, and next up is Tilly. Tilly's going to turn and run for the car. <laughs> I love this visual because this is basically a demon trying to attack Peter. You're like, bye, which is very no. valid. Um, so I mean, I told them, go, 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 yeah, go. Your yeah, your instructions, that's valid. Um, okay, so what I'm going to get you to do is, hang on, just a moment, I'm just double checking something. Um, oh, you can move right, that's eight. Cool, all right. So, okay, yeah, so you're making your way, your way, your way back to the car. It's a little bit of distance, you won't make it in this round. Um, but you're Hytalian. That's fair. Um, excellent. And now... Um, okay, so after this, we have one of Jacob's pals. They did not meet, but he's fine. Um, so, um, what's his name? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, okay, so um, the big belly man that was next to Jacob, um, as he was instructed, will hurtle towards um, Bella. And um, he is, yeah, he would have, I'm just going to double check because I've actually got Bella. You'll move, yeah, we move, it's the same. So he would be able to try and catch up to you. Um, so what he's going to do, he is going to take a swipe at you. Um, so... Lovely, tall, <laughs> previous footballer. Um, yeah, he's going to take a swipe at you. So he has a very fun... He is just with his fists. That's great, no gun. But he has a very high brawl um, percentage. So let's see how he goes. Yeah, okay, cool. This is a... Hmm. Just a momento, he is going to hit. Um, the thing is though, uh, so with what he's basically attacking you, so what you can do is, um, just a moment, combat is pretty simple, but also eh, in Call of Cthulhu. So um, he's attacking you. Uh, so what you can do, Bella, is you can try to, um, you can attempt to dodge, fight back or maneuver. So dodge means basically, um, what you're doing is pretty much you'll roll um, contested against me. Um, if um, again, basically, if you're lower, you manage to dodge. If you don't, you're going to get hit. Um, you can attempt to fight back, which means you can try to inflict some damage on this guy. Um, again, it's the same kind of thing. We both roll to see how we go. Or you can maneuver, which is like um, instead of inflicting damage, you can try to maneuver. So like you might um, you might try to like. Maneuvers, basically, if you want to try and suplex someone, that's the most common use in Colocathlily. Um, but yeah, it'll be like your build versus um, this person. This guy is very big and broad and tall. I'm not telling you what to do, but... Yeah, I don't think I have a lot of chances with a lot of things, and I just got a little bit of switchblade and a pair of heels. I will attempt to dodge. All right, um, we'll see what we roll then. Okay. So percentiles again? Yes. Um, yeah, all right. Oh no. Okay. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he did roll a six. Uh, what did you roll? A 76. <sighs> okay. Just a moment, you're gonna get walloped. Um, just one tick. 
Oh. Um, yeah, so just a moment. What's his damage bonus? Okay, cool. Fun. Alright, so. Where's my D6? Where's my D6? Where's my D6? There it is. Cool. You're gonna take. Oh, one point of damage. <laughs> Which is still not great for you. That's like, um, one point of damage is comparable to, like, well, yeah. You're gonna have a big bruise. Um, we'll say, yeah, like, he's probably not just punching you on the shoulder because he's just trying to grab you, but, like, punch so yeah big old shoulder punch um yeah so that's what happens unfortunately and he, he just like get back here um oh <laughs> yes um and uh next in initiative is eugene oh so eugene is gonna scream their head off <laughs> and um then shoot wildly at the demon thing Okay, um, excellent. So, um, you should have your little attack scores for that. So you pretty much need to roll under, I believe, because you're using a firearm. Yeah. So you need to um, get use like firearms, handgun or whatever and see if you hit. So with firearms, if we have a bracketed number on like next to an unbracketed number on attack, what is that? Yeah, uh, the bracketed number basically just means that it's like um, uh, the, the the average percentage. So, like, say, like I'm looking at say Bella's, and hers is twenty percent because that's just the average ability uh, so, to try and shoot. So, I've got under my revolver. It says yep. I have one attack, or then there's a three in bracket. Um, mm, I'm oh. three. Uh, yep. I rolled sure. a one. I rolled a one. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> I need to double check my two for that now. That's I'll, incredible. I'll I've been rolling so bad and then. Yeah, okay. Jeez, you were really shaken by this. Basically a demon attacking you. Um, okay. <laughs> You're just like really, really scared and then almost accidentally like nails it. Yeah, um... Okay, so what you're going to do then... Okay, cool. So extremely little success. Um, so that's basically... Um, so max damage um, on your gun. Sweet, so that's eight um, damage. And then... Yeah, max DB, roll weapon damage. So and then, and then roll your weapon damage on top of that. Um, and then you have, a, you have one dice bonus. So basically... It's basically max damage and then roll two of whatever your die. I presume a d6 possibly if you've got a revolver. I don't know what your gun is. Apparently, guns fire multiple times with a single penalty die for all shots. The gun table lists how many you can shoot in a round, but it's usually three for a pistol. Oh, yeah. It depends on the. Depends on the gun. Okay. I've got one that's a d8. I can make it a d6 if that's OP. Um. Yeah, no, you can do a D8, absolutely. <laughs> so do I roll the damage three times? Sorry, I wasn't quite sure. Uh, yeah, so you get th- so full, d- full damage points, so an eight, and then plus um, the do two D8s, so... Oh, okay. And then I roll a one. Yeah. <laughs> one! Oh, so no. that's ten damage. Uh, okay, cool. This creature is... Um, it just, like, starts oozing um, not black blood it's like uh, some kind of horrible green ichor um and um 
basically it just like shrieks in a horrible way which is even more horrifying because it doesn't have a face um as you look at it as it does this it's just this horrible shriek that just pierces through everyone's heads um and it um it flails around and um and turns and turns to you eugene um what is that thing get away (laughs) yeah 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 not great (laughs) um and yeah do you have a bracketed number of attacks eugene for more shots do yes i guess i can do an additional two attacks that i rolled two sevens okay jeez (laughs) roll damage (laughs) my god okay (laughs) all right roll damage again four damage yeah um this creature just like um so more green echo oozes from it and it shrieks again um, as it says it's reaching for you and it's just like the tail is like which now you can see it's like a scorpion tail it's like barbed and it nearly grazes you as it like falls towards you but then it doesn't hit you it just shunts and it's gone what was that did everyone see that over, uh, Elder, are you okay? You all saw uh, that, yep. Yep, yeah. Uh, hmm. Some sort of a demonic spectre, is my best guess. Elder, it is your turn in initiative yeah. now. Um, the creature am, is gone. Yeah, maybe. the creature is gone, or, or appears to be gone. I am going to shoot at the... the, the, the so I'm going to run while also shooting for the, the guy hulking over Belladonna. Um, so, you roll a 100 and hit me. <laughs> no, no. I think if I roll a 100, the gun malfunctions and like breaks or something. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, 37, which I think misses. My, my, I'm aiming for 35. Yeah, um, yeah. But, no, I, get, so but I get three shots. Yep. So going for a second. 70, miss. Yep. 22. Okay. Okay, cool. 22, right. and this is a D10. A D10? Alright, see what you roll. Uh, 6. A 6, excellent. What's his hit point? Oh, okay. So, he... It does make him stagger for a moment. He just cries out for a bit. Um, and, um... He, like, um, looks back um, towards Jacob. Um, and Jacob's like, Keep going! Um, and that's, but this is, this is in bullet time. So, um, yeah, um, that's what happens. And, um, you have kind of at the point, it's difficult because you're trying to shoot as well. You don't get as close as far as Tilly has, but uh, you get pretty decently, a pretty decent distance. Um, and then, um, so bottom of a new tribute is, um, so, uh, a bunch like a couple of like um more like that woman and um a couple more very gaunt faced looking adrex basically um hurry start to hurry out after bella but they don't get as far um as her some of them even like pause midway and kind of like look back um and then they're kind of like no we have to do this and hurry up um yeah and so top of initiative is bella again 
I'm running as fast as I can. Yeah, 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 that's like, fair. I will willingly do a push for something if it means I can get out of this man's, like, movement speed. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you want to, you can do a dex roll um, to just maneuver better. Um, yeah. yeah. Watch me roll a 92. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I rolled an 85, which is a success. For me. <laughs> it's a difficult one. So yeah, you managed to cover quite a fair bit of distance. Um, the car is inside. Um, yeah. And you look hot while you're doing it, like really hot. Yeah. Oh, always. You like dresses, your, your like coat's like gone down a little bit further while you're running. <laughs> and I'm like, but also covered in like the remains of goo. Yeah, like, like black goo. Yep. I'm also just like, stop arguing about if that was a demon or not and run, you stupid doctors! <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, um, so next is my lovely boy Jacob. Um, and um, he is going to. What's he gonna do? Um, yeah, no, he'll try one more time. Um, so, um, he like stops, sets forth, like, you can't give birth and get away. And um, he's going to. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Uh, Everyone except for oh, Tilly's a bit further away. Eugene and Peter, if you are, if you do look back um, for a moment, you do see him. Um, he again makes some kind of strange, like strange words, not in a language any of you guys have studied before or seen in anything. Um, and he um, he has like. Um, he seems to like make some kind of like shape um, on the palm of his hand and you can see like a splattering of blood and then some kind of like energy um, seems to just shoot like pass through some kind of like like dark um, like shape and um, it again I would like you to have another constitution roll please uh, Bella please I mean, just for fun, can I roll a cult to see if I recognize this as any sort of ritual I've read about? You can, yeah. Three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so three. uh, Firstly, for Professor, um, yeah, this is magic you've read about. This is real magic. He's casting some kind of magic. Definitely some kind of occult magic, but it's magic. Yep. <laughs> okay. Vindication and answers right at the end. He's just like, <laughs> looking at Eugene while he's running. No, no, Bella- the oh shit, oh shit, oh shit is overwhelming yeah, the vindication yeah, feeling at the moment. <laughs> How did you go, Bella? I rolled a 50 and my constitution's a 40. Oh! Burn some luck. We're so close to the end. Burn some luck. If you've got I will burn spare. some luck. <laughs> Yeah. To uh, not die potentially. So again, like it's it's weaker for some reason as like the rain starts pelting down on everyone. Um, but you can feel like these black tendrils again, like flakes, almost like ash, floating around you, and you kind of like 
get a flash of like a moment like as it starts to like again try to like touch or like go on to you there's a fair bit of skin on show here so and <laughs> um starts to like cling to your body and you start to like get a couple of like a couple of visions of like of something some kind of past or some kind of future possibly you're not sure you feel like you see like yourself as a child with your parents and you're thinking of the first time you you heard a, a singer sing a song or a um the first time you heard about the talkies later on and then do you go you're using the lock for the phones <laughs> yes um and then you see like a moment forward of it doesn't seem there's just sirens sounding strange not like a police there's like lights flashing there's people racing out to um to do something um sounds of gunfire you're not sure what it is it's just not placeable um for your, this current time anyway but then your resolve pushes through it the rain rains just that little bit harder and melts off the the black that has been trying to seep through has been trying again slither to your mouth to your eyes and you feel like the presence of this thing you feel the presence of jacob um his eye like his presence near you um even though you've already made fair distance away um and that pulls away and you feel um you're suddenly very aware of everyone around you running back to the car, bickering, <laughs> screaming about a, basically a demon. And you suddenly, um, as you're running, you turn and like the, the again, this Ica just, just slouse to the ground. And as you, you're running, you turn back and you see um, out of from out of the um, the the, uh, the building another great winged creature like a demon um bursting out of that that thing silent except for the door blowing thrown open and another and they circle around and they don't feel the same as that black but there's some there's a presence there that's what happens i guess that was as you're running was you're nearly turn, the car. oh yeah that was jacob's turn yeah true excellent tilly's turn now you're in pretty close to the car she's running for the car and if she gets to it she's gonna try and start it so that they can get the frick out of there yeah i mean that's fair um so what <laughs> uh pretty sorry my apologies i should have made notice of this oh yeah drive auto drive auto have a drive? yes um i will also give you you can have advantage on that that as well please because it's an exciting moment don't need it. That's a 19. Oh my god! Yeah, you jump in and the, like, the car's like, ugh, not a safe driver. Thank you. <laughs> not as safe a driver as Eugene. It just roars to life. <laughs> and you jump into that driver's seat and you have gotten the car started. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, and Eugene, your turn. You're just gonna like look at all these new d d demons, just like absolutely aghast. Like, oh, what, what, what's going on here? 
Oh, oh good, Bella, you out? All right, all right, um, um, we're out, we're out. And just start sprinting towards the car themselves. Excellent. Yeah, you make a fair distance of the way. Um, excellent. I haven't done Jacob's power yet um, for this round, I believe. Yes. No, I haven't. Cool. All right. So he, um, yeah, he he got shot by the professor. Not great. He then looked back at Jacob um, and let Jacob send him on further on. So he's going to run, but I believe um, because of your dex roll, um, he just doesn't manage to. The uh, the bullet wound that's it hurting him. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't there something about him being staggered? Yes, yes, yeah. that's it. So the bullet wound, um, he is a lot slower. He isn't able to make up that ground. He's trying. He's trying so hard. It looks like an intensity. He needs to do this for Jacob, but he can't. You're too fast at this moment. Um, and um, the professor, what would you okay. like to do? Um, am I close enough to the car to get there? Uh, yes, you would be. I would have been about the same distance as Tilly. Um, yes, so if you run, yes, you can definitely get yes. to the car. Yeah, I'm bolting for the car and just... You hear this shrieking of these creatures that don't have any faces. Yeah. Um, how... Mm, do do I get... Because I saw how fast that creature moved before. Do I, do I have, looking at where Bella is and where they are... Do I get the feeling that she's going to be able to get to the car before they are able to? That creature moved really fast. Like, so fast. Mm. You definitely don't get the feeling that um, she's going to be able to... She, she might be lucky enough to avoid them, but if these creatures are going to grab, grab them... In that case, I'm, I'm, they might. I'm unloading three shots. Okay. At, at the one... Alrighty, well, we'll good luck. See. Uh, 56, so the first misses. Shoots past. It's so Second fast. Second misses. It outmaneuvers you. Third misses. Okay, yep, they shriek. Um, they're angry. Um, and yeah, that's what happens in that one. We're back up to the top. It's Bella's. T- oh, um, hang on. I'll just roll. What do these guys do? Some of the um, the other little minions, um, they keep trying to hurry, but they're so slow. They're much slower than um, than any of you guys. They're not able to catch up. Some of them even just stop. They look out of breath. They're exhausted. Um, some of them, you might have also noticed as you've been running. Some of them have um, a similar kind of where well, the people that saw Jacob cast the spell. Um, some of them have little like red markings on their hands as they try to reach out, but they can't of blood but they can't reach out they're too slow and uh, yeah Bella your turn I would like to do another push to try and make it to the car yes yes excellent so another dex push yeah so you're you're pretty much nearly there by the car by this point so yeah another dex push if you can get there you should be able to get to the car that's uh, an 83 which does in fact beat a 90 so (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, so just... I was about to say, if you'd fail that, it would be bad. Yes. Okay, so you managed to make it to the car. Inexplicably. Um, yeah, you make it to the car. Yep. You can jump I in. dive into the car, and I'm like, Yo, Jade! 
<laughs> so we have to go. <laughs> yes, and um, by this point, um, we'll try one last one. Um, so Jacob is going to um, look up at the because um, he's next in initiative. Um, because I believe everyone except for Eugene now is in the car. Was the professor gotten? The- yes, he has. Yeah. Um. So, um. Uh, Jacob looks up at the creatures circling in the sky, and he again makes a different kind of like different words that you can't pass. And then he's like, and then he just points to the car, and he um. I have I have a weird pitch. Yeah. Given. Given Peter's background and what he yeah. studies, yes. and the fact that he has now seen this sigil consistently on yes. like each of these beings' hands, yeah, could I essentially like react, scribble it on a page in my notebook, and like try to just hold it out, almost like a kind of like interference or counterspell kind of thing? Hmm. You can try. It will be a luck roll. A luck roll. Yeah. Oh. And it will be like, yeah, it'll. Even if you get a really great luck roll, it might not mean a success, but it might make it less bad. We'll see. 67, that's not going to do it. Okay. So, yeah, they don't. Um, you, you felt this creature scream in your head. You didn't feel it, but Bella did feel it. She felt that presence of Jacob um, when he's been trying to cast a spell on her. You, you, you don't feel Peter um, as you see him trying to like do this. Um, okay, so I am. Um, all right, I am going to have Eugene um, before you do your turn because these creatures are very fast. Um, I want you to roll, do a luck roll for me. Okay. Uh, I got a 90. That's not going to do it. Oh no, your rolls! I'm only good at shooting. Uh, shooting in medicine. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Um, How so- far is Eugene from the car? Not that far. Not that far. Um, so I will allow um, Tilly is before Eugene in their move. If Tilly can do something quickly, mm. um, but otherwise, um, the creatures, whatever they are, start to swoop down at Eugene because they're the closest, yeah. um, and they're going to try and pick you up. Can Tilly kind of try and like swerve the cut, like? St- Swerve the car down to try and get to Eugene. Absolutely, and if the professor and Bella work together on something like a dex or some kind of maneuver or like a, a group luck roll, if you want to try and grab Eugene and get them in, or like throw the door open, whatever you guys describe, um, I will let you roll for that as well. Um, yep. can, yeah, can I can I pitch me giving yes. Belladonna help on a death roll? Yes. Uh, so, 
Just how how would you guys try to do this? So Chili is swinging this car around towards okay. Eugene uh, as fast as you. Yeah. Oh, and I would like you to do like a car, like the car, the, the car, car drivey skill. Yes. The drive one. The drivey drive one. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna call out to Eugene and say like, Eugene, heads up. Uh, Bella is going to throw open the car door as we're like swerving and she's also going to press herself against the back of the front seats so like well, like so like Eugene has like a clear path to jump in but she's also going to like reach out with one hand to grab for them and pull them in right is that yes. advantage on a luck roll for me yes luck, yes. L- luck or dex dex roll dex Yes. And I'll, I would like I would like Eugene to do another luck roll, please. And how did you go, Tilly? That's a nine for driving the car. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 a pro. You should you should like not you should stop being like a, <laughs> should be like a race a car driver. You should be a race you could if not like a reporter or yeah. Race car driver <laughs> in another life. That's how did cool. you go, Bella? And then how did Eugene go on luck? Uh that's an eleven. Holy crap. Yeah, you make a very good opening for Eugene. I also got like... an 11. <laughs> <sighs> you can't ride this. <laughs> okay, so these creatures that are so fast, they have incredible skills. Um, They're actually... I'll tell you something later. But they dive bomb you, but in that one split moment, you're basically one of your old maybe friends and your new friends um Chili slams her foot down the car just like with the grace of a race car driver manages to just swerve in on like it's not a flat like surface this is like hurtling up over like you know some pretty uneven like grass and muck as this rain is pouring down by this point and Eugenie you turn and you see this one moment as Bella um, throws the car door open throws her hand out and with that one moment you take that one chance in this terror as these creatures are raining down as this magic is happening and you grab Bella's hand and she pulls you in and Tilly swerves around and you hurtle down the road And yeah, um, you hear this incredible screeching. Again, you know there's no faces. There's yelling of people, not Jacob. He's quiet as you drive away, as this <laughs> kind of crappy car of Eugene's is driven as hard as it has been probably its entire life since um, they've, they've had it. Um, and the night sky, the... the the moon rises over the night sky, the rain pelts down, and you you hear the like this incredible quiet as this like this quiet that's so loud at the same time and as these creatures soar after you, but then as the moon rises and the rain pelts down, they stop. And you can't hear them now. And anyone who might look behind to see who isn't just celebrating the fact that they're alive right now, they... You haven't stopped the black, not yet, but you're alive. Anyone who might look back, see the creatures are just waiting. 
and then they return back to the slaughterhouse. But it's quiet. Wherever Chili drives, I don't know where. Um, they don't turn up. But you're all alive. Congratulations. <laughs> what do your characters do as you're driving back once you can breathe again? <laughs> uh, Peter, while he can, this insane adventure. <laughs> while he can remember, he is just like compulsively like trying to trying to write down like draw draw the symbol with as much detail as possible right like about the gestures that Jacob was doing. Yeah we had to research that later. Yeah. And and possible pitch for any future one shots which I'll oh, certainly. talk to you about afterwards. So you're writing furiously. You've yeah. got you've seen that you've seen magic. You've mm. seen a man. You look like a normal man for the, like the glimpse you saw of him. Cast magic. You've seen demons. You've survived a demon. And you've got notes to make. Mm. Who <laughs> How else? Who else? <laughs> Eugene is just trying to treat their own shock, so they're just like going through their doctor's bag, and they probably ask someone like, "Can I have a? Can I borrow a coat? I need it. It's for for shock. You need to be poor." Uh, <laughs> and then, um, kind of like muttering things like, "A, a, a lot of chitties like, on display now." <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. I, I, I like the coat. I, I would wear it normally. Um, oh, okay, so it could be like um, a mass hallucination hallucinations that uh, they have they've, they've occurred uh it could be some kind of a uh, gas that happened uh, that that can uh, mess with the mind mm. <laughs> so just kind of rambling on that way trying to comfort themselves cool cool um uh, after this i uh, i might uh send a telegram to someone who may be able to deal with the problem possibility you can see but i'm sure it was just a hallucination there'll be a rational explanation for it it'll be fine you've gotten through some pretty bad situations you've caused some pretty bad situations they're not through your own will <laughs> you might you might be fine we'll see at the moment you're alive and you're in the, the car with maybe some friends tilly does sort of say over her shoulder I think you should definitely contact your friends. Yes, yes, I, I will do that. Uh, they can look into it and uh, either solve it or, uh, well, they, maybe there will be a problem that will be solved. Mm. Well, I don't know about any of y'all, but I could use a fucking drink. I wouldn't say no. I know a man who owes me three fingers of whiskey. I'll direct you. <laughs> and through her, her own personal horror and shock, she will lead them to the nearest speakeasy. 
Yes, and so yeah, we round out Tilly. You were basically a badass in this, basically. <laughs> um, you were clear-headed the entire time. You saw demons twice and were fine. When even when one attacked and nearly nearly swooped up the professor, you were okay. You have a notebook full of things. You have a lot of threads to write. This is quite possibly the scoop of the century, but it all depends on how you want to use it and who you want to tell. You know many more things about everyone here that you have not revealed yet. And that's all gonna remain in your notebook for now. And Bella, you're about to head to one of your favorite speakers and absolutely try to get <laughs> the three fingers of whiskey out of uh, one of your, your one of your friends, your barman, <laughs> whichever. Has this adventure particularly brought you any closer to um to your eventual lofty goals of like, your place where you deserve to be? Maybe, mm, maybe not. Either way. It'll certainly be something for the papers to write about. And um, I'm sure the whiskey will definitely help. So soothe the, um, the, the experience you've had in the close encounter with death and something beyond that. And with Jacob and his men, that who knows what will happen. At least for now, you guys are going to go and keep back a good drink. And with that, uh, to quote a great man, I'm going to say that's where we're going to leave it for tonight. Um, thank you very much for joining me. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, this was an interesting little adventure. There were a lot of interesting avenues were explored and a lot that weren't. So um, anyone who listened to this and, and was intrigued by this, I hope you enjoyed it, please. Um, I definitely recommend checking out um, it's uh, Doors to Darkness. It's again not sponsored, but by KSDM. Um Again, I run quite a rule, like a rules-ish light uh, with Call of Cthulhu, just because it's a narrative-based thing. It's a lot to get through. This one could easily take multiple sessions. Um, but yeah, so definitely check it out. We might see where these investigators go in the future. I, uh, either way, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a happy Halloween or Samhain or whatever you're enjoying this time of the year. Please be good to yourself. Um, take care. And thank you very much to Darby, Emily, Joe and Zoe um, for your wonderful characters. I really enjoyed meeting them for a short while and I hope I get to see them again soon. But yeah, and, thank you very much. Yeah, and thank you to Laura for yes. being the keeper of the arcane law this evening. Yes. <laughs> thank you for um for entrusting me somewhat with your <laughs> your poor investigators. Um, thank you very much. I hope you all yeah have a great week and um sorry for listening. Sorry for listening. Sorry for listening. Bye. So we.